This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the packet8.net toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. We are broadcasting live right now. Now, normally, six nights a week, we are broadcasting live as usual. Yeah. Live's nothing new. However, it's more live because we're actually here in person on a uh, at a different location. Right. We're not we in the studio. Are. We're uh, at a special venue. We are. It, it's a very special venue. I'll tell you that uh, about that here in a moment. By the way, it is Ian here with you. And, oops, and oh, Julia. Yeah, Mark. Sorry. Mark. Yes. And uh, we're joining you for uh, hour number one here, the Friday edition of Free Talk Live, the show where you can take control, bring up whatever is on your mind via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. And, of course, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com where we should have our... We're a little bit uh, disabled as far as our streams are concerned tonight. So if you're listening Things are live, different. If you're listening live, uh, accept our apologies. Normally we do a live stream uh, in a 56 kilobit per second flavor, and that sounds very nice. But I've cut it down to 32 for tonight because we're at this hotel uh, in Concord, New Hampshire, for the Liberty Forum. And the, the Internet connection here is less than uh, cable modem speed. So... We had to cut back just to make sure that the stream didn't skip uh, so people could hopefully tune in, hopefully without uh, problems. But here we are doing the program uh, from the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, the very first ever New Hampshire Liberty Forum. And i got to say, it's an honor to be here covering this uh, on the radio and on the Internet. I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying myself. I've met so many people that um, either I've uh, talked to on the telephone or met, written through emails, and it's just been, it's been really great. It's an incredible uh, group of people as well. I, I got to say that I expected the turnout to be pretty good, but I sort of expected maybe 100 people. I thought, oh, you know, there's going to be 100 people. It was the first year they've ever done this thing. I don't know how many people are here, but it is packed. I've heard estimates of uh, something like 240 to 260 reservations in that, that people have, those are people who have paid for tickets. But there's plenty of people that have bought tickets at the door. Really? Yeah. Okay, probably so the 300. Probably going to see probably 300 or more people walk through here over the weekend because this is an entire weekend long event and uh, it has just barely uh, begun to kick off here uh, today. The real meat of the program is definitely going to be tomorrow. To, uh, today there was definitely some good stuff to see. We saw Jim Babka, our friend from Downsize DC. He was here giving a presentation called "New Hampshire Can Change the uh, the Federal Government Forever." Uh, I think all three of us were sitting in there for that one, mm -hmm. which was excellent. It's great to finally meet Jim. He's uh, he's still here. Uh, I think he's going to be hanging out for most of the weekend. I believe he's going to be on uh, tonight. He's going to be on the show with us here yes, in correct. a little while. Uh, we're going to try to pull aside as many libertarian luminaries as we possibly can, including uh, Gardner Goldsmith. He's here uh, yeah. this evening. Michael Badnarik is right now, as we speak, uh, preparing, I think, for a presentation mm -hmm. uh, in, and of course, if you don't know Michael Badnarik, the former libertarian presidential candidate for 2004, he's in the grand ballroom at this point. They've got a buffet-style sort of uh, a dinner situation, which we, of course, aren't able to eat. No. As usual, we're so. talking through dinner time. Right. So like, uh, like good little talk show hosts, we're eating our pizza. Yeah. Our junk Shoving food. our faces during breaks. Yes. Uh, so Michael Badnar giving his presentation. Gardner Goldsmith gave one on uh, education funding earlier today. There have been some alternative things that you can go and do, the personal freedom alternatives, New Hampshire job and info sessions. That's, by the way, some of these are going to be duplicated tomorrow. So if you're somebody who's been considering becoming a part of the Free State Project and you wanted to make it up here to Concord and you wanted to find out about getting a job in New Hampshire, getting work in New Hampshire, that session is going to happen again tomorrow afternoon. 
Uh, there's a lot going on. Lots of uh, really cool things going to be happening tomorrow, including Jack Cole from Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. Mm. Hopefully we'll be able to drag him in to, headliner, uh, yeah. to talk to us. John Stossel is the major headliner, and yeah. he's going to be speaking tomorrow night. Another thing we're going to have to miss because we'll be on the air. Well, we'll get to see him. Maybe, maybe if we're really, really, really lucky, we can get him to talk on the air for a minute. I think it's possible. Uh, also, Jim Harper from the Cato Institute going to be opening things up in the morning at uh, at 9 a.m. So it's not too late to get involved in the New Hampshire Liberty Forum. It is. It's definitely packed. It's busy. There's so many cool people here. So many interesting people to meet. Uh, but it's not too late because you can get a one what they call the one day pass. Right. And for Saturday, that's the day definitely to be here anyway. Absolutely. There's concurrent sessions where you actually have to uh, choose what you want to go and see. It's going to be tough. I, I mean, uh, t- tomorrow there's Rob Campia from the Marijuana Policy Project about ending marijuana prohibition right on uh, right alongside Christopher Gronsky from We the People, the Tax Freedom Organization. Right. So that's a tough choice. It is. It is a tough choice. Those are just some big ones. I can't believe they put those two head to head. Also, the uh, the education panel. Uh, Jim so, Harper from the Cato Institute. So if, you, if you're here at the Liberty Forum and you're listening live, I'd uh, love to hear your thoughts or stop by on uh, Microphone 3. Julia will be happy to uh, relinquish it uh, for you. We're hoping to get some guests here in a few moments. And, of course, the toll-free number is open, as always, at 800-259-9231 for you to bring up anything that might happen to be on your mind because this is, after all, Free Talk Live, and that's what we do best is take your calls about what's on your mind. You know, something else that's going on here, and we're going to talk to uh, a Jack. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Shimmick, I believe it is. We're going to talk to him here in a few moments about the Alternatives Expo that's taking place. And so I think there's an expo going on within the expo. Right. I think, uh, and we'll talk more about it, but, it, but it's just a, such a great example of the competition, you know, the competition, the competitive mindset of the people in the liberty movement, not competition in a in a bad it's way. It's friendly or competition. Like Absolutely, it's you know uh, we want to do something different, an alternative, and we're going to go do it at the same time, and, and then they everybody ask permission. Everybody benefits. Yeah, exactly. So uh, he's on yeah, the way. Permission, they got a booth. <laughs> I know we've got him on the way. We might be able to snag Varen Swearingen, the president of the Free State Project. He gave a very good speech this morning. Yeah, he's a little Don't injured from his uh, snowboarding accident. Well, he and I, I'm, I'm injured too, but I didn't go snowboarding. No, you, I mean, you know, it, it only yeah. counts if you've got a good Which uh, is the story. worst The worst thing about this weekend. I mean, this is really cool. It's great being here, meeting mm-hmm. all these people, meeting a bunch of our listeners from, who've come here from all over the country. We've had uh, people from Arizona, Ohio. Oregon. Uh, I haven't been keeping track. There are yeah. so many people here that'll just... There's a guy from Norway. They'll drop by the table, say England. hello. Oh, my God. These people people have come from around the world to be here. And it's interesting to hear uh, how they listen to the show as well. Some people listen yeah. while they're jogging. Uh, some people listen just it, they listen to all 18 hours a week. I mean, it's just incredible. Yeah, some people, it's, it's amazing, uh, people listening 18 hours a week, just sitting at their computer listening 18 hours a well, week. Well, that's my not necessarily God. the case. Some of them you do, You put though. it in your MP3 player and some, you can go Some people do, though. I'm that's just, true. So, 800-259-9231. Again, lots going on. The New Hampshire Liberty Forum. It's going all the way through the weekend. In fact, uh, tomorrow, the, the schedule is just stacked full of things to do. Everything from the Second Amendment panel to drug war-related things, tax freedom. Of course, John Stossel in the evening. And uh, then a cocktail reception sponsored by the Marijuana Policy Project later on t- uh, tomorrow night. Sunday, there's, still, there's, there's things happening Sunday. Now, I don't know if, if there's like a Sunday uh, one day pass because it's not a full day. Things are wrapping up by noon, but this is a full weekend of activities uh, with the Free State Project members, people who are interested in the Free State Project. And I think that what you're going to see here, and it'll be interesting to hear from from some people that are actually on the floor here at the convention, as to whether or not this convention has encouraged people to, for instance, sign up for the Free State Project. 
I wonder how many sign-ups we're going to get from some of the people here who are here exploring this weekend. I'd be interested in that. I, I, I don't think I, I would assume that it, I would have assumed that everybody was already a Free State Project member. But you're probably right. There's probably people that have not yet signed up. They came here to kind of look things over, and after they see this, I can't imagine them not being very, very excited about the Free State Project. I see our friend Gardner Goldsmith hanging out in the hallway here by the bathroom. I don't know if he's just going to the bathroom or if he's going to be able to sit in on us, uh, with us here in a few moments. I'm hoping he will because, uh, Gardner, things have been really happening in his life. It's been a little while since we've had him on the show. Definitely want to get an update from him, and uh, maybe he can recap what he talked about today. So that's all on the way. And your calls about whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. Julia, I mean, how do you feel so far about the uh, the convention, this being your first convention you've ever been to? Um, I'm really enjoying myself. I think that my favorite, uh, I think that what I like the most about today is meeting people uh, who are excited to move to New Hampshire. Yeah. They say Anybody that, in particular, or what? Um, I've been talking to people just in in meeting with people in the hallway and mm-hmm. in the elevator, and um, they say that when you come and you're around a group this large of people who love liberty, that it just inspires you, and it it's really true. I've never felt this way when I lived in Florida. There was there was nothing like this no. in nothing Florida. Nothing at all. I had been to the the Libertarian Party convention in the state of Florida one year a few years ago, and you know there was a decent turnout. But then again, Florida is a fairly large state with a, a significant population base. Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe there was 70 people at the Florida Libertarian Party convention compared to the 250 people that have come in from all over the world here. It's it's incredible to be here. We'd love to hear from you. 800-259-9231. As always, we've got other things to talk about here tonight, not just. Uh, pimping out this convention, though it is worth talking about because it is a lot of fun, and we hope to see you over the weekend here in Concord, New Hampshire, at the Holiday Inn. Again, our toll-free number, 800-259-9231. You take control of the airwaves. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the packet8.net toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you, and Gardner Goldsmith. Now and Gardner, in, hello. Joining us uh, back Mark. on the show. Uh, we're going to get to you here in a moment, Gardner. Also, I uh, want to tell you about our website at freetalklive.com, where there's all kinds of interesting features, and it's all totally free. You know, most of those radio talk show hosts out there, the big boys, uh, they want to charge you for their website. I mean, aren't they making enough money? Not that there's anything wrong with making money. It's just It doesn't cost a lot of money to run a website. It does cost something. Uh, but nonetheless, we give away all of our features for free at freetalklive.com, and that does include uh, the bulletin board system closing in on 200,000 posts. Amazing. Over Almost 1,500 people interacting there, and it's all totally free. All waiting for you at freetalklive.com. Now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or a living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. LegalZoom.com. There you go. So, Gardner. Uh, hey, guys. Good to have you back on the show. Oh, great to be back. Thank you so much for the invitation. I've been meaning to be able to stop by into the studios sure. Free Talk Live and say hi. But you've been and busy. I, I just, yeah, it's just been a complete crazy nightmare scene. Now, it's the, nuts. the nightmare part was you getting uh, laid off, essentially, yeah. from your job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you uh, were Well, doing... you're not in broadcasting unless you've been canned at least once. <laughs> That's, That's right. So That's it's true. happened now, so <laughs> I'm good, yeah. Actually, this will be your second time. I yeah, think. absolutely. And the, both times they replace the show with a syndicated program. The more times you get to, the more times you get fired, the more likely you are to actually start making money in broadcast. I've heard that. Uh, so, you were uh, let go from WNTK, which yeah. uh, we still like them because they're still airing our show. But yep, yep. Uh, 
And then what happened? Uh, what was What's next for you, Gardner Goldsmith? I know you're working on getting on some other radio stations. Not sure when that's going to pan out for you. Yeah, yeah. But you're doing something else in the meantime. Um, is, what is yeah, it? well, there are a couple things. Uh, you know, I, I've grown up in the state of New Hampshire, and I have very strong ties here. And so... Uh, what I did, Ian, uh, was I could see that there was some trouble at the radio station, mm-hmm. and I could tell that financially they probably weren't going to be able to support a live program where they were shelling out money to another host. They were probably going to go with a nationally syndicated show. They get many of those nationally syndicated shows free, and then right. what they do is they, you know, they the, the national syndicators charge based on the number of advertisers that they have, mm-hmm. and then they leave open slots for local advertising. So Precisely. they, you know, they get the they get the stuff free. So I'm like, okay, great, they can save X number amount. So one I thing, started one thing, to though, look. Before you, before you go on, one yeah. thing you got to give uh, I have to give credit to the station for was that they did tell you in advance. Yes, they that did. is something that is so hard to find in the radio industry. Absolutely. Normally, when the axe comes down, it's just see you bye. Uh, you're you're done. You don't get a chance to say anything to your listeners, yeah. and you've been replaced by X Y Z host. Right. You yeah. turn off the mics. They say, hey, you got a meeting with the general manager. Oh gosh. General manager wants to see you in the office, and then. Wah, you're not on the air anymore. That's how Absolutely. it goes. Yeah, and and you know that was a that was a great thing to know. It's and a classy so, way to, I mean, it's the classiest way you can let somebody go in this business. You got it exactly. So that so, said, um, yeah, yeah. Moving on. What so else? what I decided to do was I I had some friends who worked in PR and consulting here in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and uh, I I had been working two jobs anyway because I wasn't really earning enough in, in radio, so I had another job. So I asked for more hours at my other job, even though that was just part-time. You mean radio's not the glamorous business that people think it is? <laughs> well, you guys work very hard to make it go right. You do a great job, and, and in many cases, it's very difficult for the small stations to be able to do it. You guys have the technical expertise. You guys have the marketing expertise, and you have the knowledge on politics. And we're willing and, to work for free. Yeah, <laughs> and you work hard. And so what I did was I said, look... Uh, it's going to be very difficult for me to be able to continue to do radio unless I'm in a bigger market or I can get syndicated. Sure. But my working situation was such that I couldn't try to syndicate myself, and the radio station management couldn't do it because right. they were busy doing other things. So there was just no way. So the only thing that I could do was I turned to some folks who work in PR and marketing, and I said, look, you know, this is what's going on. Uh, I was already dissatisfied with the amount of money that I was making, and it, it caused all sorts of problems for me in a relationship that I had, and that mm-hmm. was really, really tough. So what I said was, okay, look, um, if I want to be able to do anything to be able to continue you know, dating this particular girl that I really like, uh, professionally moving on, that sort of thing, uh, what can I do? So I said, look, um, I'll talk to these guys. They said, you know, come January we might have some projects. Well, it turned out that come January, just around January, was the time I started getting the vibe at the station. Uh, things aren't uh-huh. too good. And then the owner said, yeah, it's not going to be happening here. So it timed out fairly well that just about two weeks, maybe two and a half weeks after the show ended, um, I started to uh, talk to some guys in Manchester, New Hampshire, uh, at a communications firm, a consulting PR firm. And I said, look, you know, I'm interested in a particular issue in the state of New Hampshire. And they said, well, we're working on that ourselves. And which issue is that? Well, that issue, and, and for those people who aren't aware of it, in New Hampshire, we have had a series of Supreme Court rulings mm-hmm. that have decimated our educational system in the state of New Hampshire. It's happened in 45 other states around the country, New Jersey, Connecticut, Vermont, New York, Texas, Kentucky, all over the place. And what they do is they bring suits saying that the amount of educational money provided Who's by the state... Who's bringing the suit? Uh, various interest groups, uh, members Teachers of the National Union? Education Association, okay. absolutely, or their or their front groups, or just individuals who are willing to help them, if it's okay. not the union itself. And so what they do is they bring suit and they say that the amount of educational spending in the state is inadequate. 
whatever that means. And then it is, yeah, it's constitutionally not, not right. So what they're trying to do essentially is, and this is especially a great point for libertarians to remember, or anybody who's involved in free markets, uh, the, the closest cipher, the closest approximation we had to the market system was the competition from town to town between their local schools. Now, I'm not in favor of government schooling at all, but the system that we had in New Hampshire wasn't terrible. It was local control through your property taxes over your education right. funding. What these special interests tried to do was they brought suit in 45 states to, to centralize it, mm. to bring the decision-making away from the oh, towns gosh. and put it into the state capitals where it's easier to lobby. Socialists love centralization. You got it, man. You got it, Mark. And so, uh, so that's what they did here in so New the Hampshire So the courts went with them on that. Then. Right. So our issue, and um, I've just been named a director of uh, one of the directors of the New Hampshire Advantage Coalition. I heard about that. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, and that, it just happened out of serendipity because I was on top of this issue, and then these guys at this PR firm, they said, well, you know, we got a client that is involved with this group mm -hmm. to try to promote this group. Why don't we work together? And I said, no problem. So we just had our first press conference on Tuesday, and what we're saying is, look, the Supreme Court of the state of New Hampshire is trying to push New Hampshire towards a broad-based income tax or sales tax. We've been distinguished in New Hampshire, in New England, because we don't have that. We're called tax-free New Hampshire, even right. though there are a bunch of taxes. Um, we don't have broad-based sales, broad-based income tax, and we don't have central control of education. And not yet. Not yet, and they are working very, very hard to get it. On the bad side. Well, thank so goodness. That's uh, what I'm working on right yeah, now. Thank trying goodness to stop the, it. Uh, the Free State Project is here now yeah. instead of 20 years down the line or, or f 10 years down the line. Varen Swergen, you were opening the, uh, doing yeah. the opening ceremonies this yeah. morning, was pointing out that, uh, you know, people moved here earlier than anybody ever really expected, and they've started uh, to plug away at creating new organizations, the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, there's a variety of different groups that have gotten active and made it so new people that are coming in here can plug in. Oh, but yeah. thank goodness we have the 190 people that have moved in here. It makes the job, your job, a lot easier, and over the next two years, you're going to have another thousand. Well, just look at what you and Mark are doing, too. You know, you two guys... With your resources and your minds, you have put together a radio show that broadcasts to all the people who can't be here today, and they can get a glimpse of what is happening here in New Hampshire. And I hope they keep it, take it to heart. It's the biggest thing I've ever seen. I, I couldn't, I can't imagine libertarian stuff working like this does. And it's just, it's huge. This awesome. is working. We're going to come back with more. 800-259-9231. You got a question for Gardner Goldsmith, or you just want to bring up whatever's on your mind? That is the toll-free number, and this is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves, toll-free at 800-259-9231. This is uh, your program. You can literally bring up anything, though we are a little bit focused on the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, considering we're here, actually, at the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, here in Concord, New Hampshire, the Holiday Inn on Main Street, uh, broadcasting live, doing the remote uh, broadcast thing both tonight and tomorrow night. Uh, for our Saturday show. And, of course, uh, we're going to try to grab as many libertarian luminaries as we possibly can because there are a, a large variety of uh, luminaries. Here. I'm starstruck. Uh, but it, but then again, I'm easy to starstruck. I, I like yeah. seeing Gardner Goldsmith. I mean, you know, I'm like, hey, Gardner Goldsmith, I love your show. Well, it's a hallmark of a quality event if Gardner Goldsmith is in attendance, that's for sure. And he's here with us right now. Our number is 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, as you know, are totally free, including the wiki, which Gardner loves. Oh. Uh, 
WIKI.freetalklive.com. Over a thousand pages of uh, unique information created by listeners like you. That's wiki.freetalklive.com. Do you have a child in your life? Be they son, daughter, or sibling? Give them financial literacy. A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich by Jewel Thornton teaches a child the basics of finance, money management, and real estate investment. School doesn't teach kids about money. Only their loved ones can do that. Give your special child A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich. Order at akidsjourney.com. That's akidsjourney.com. Or call 1-800-657-5066. That's 800-657-5066. Now, when we were chatting during the break, yes. uh, Gardner, you, you said something. And I said, well, hold on. Let's talk about that on the air. You, you yeah. said you were yeah. concerned about the people that are possibly going to move here as part of the Free State Project. Yeah, I'm glad you caught that, you guys, both of you. Um, um, you know... Uh, we have so many people who are here today who are going to be coming up as part of the Free State Project. A thousand people have already signed on and, and pledged, and there are 466 or 446 who have uh, moved here. Somewhere between that. Yeah, something like that. It's about 450. Um, and uh, I just want them to know that despite, uh, you know, the, it's very energetic here. There's, there's so much momentum. There's sure. so much excitement. And that energy and, and momentum and excitement can translate into wanting to get immediate satisfaction sure. and some change. Um, you'll get immediate satisfaction, folks, if you move here anyway, because you'll find kindred spirits, and it is a basically freer environment. But yes. you will get disappointed by some things that are happening right now with the state legislature that are, you know, being driven the, towards... The snowball of socialism is rolling in New Hampshire exactly. the same as it is in any it's other state. It's just a little smaller. It's, it's very sm- small. It's smaller and it hasn't, right. it hasn't gotten, right. um, you know, it hasn't picked up the clip it has in right. other states. But I mean, it's, it's still freer here in New Hampshire than it is most places, but it's still going towards the, you know, I mean, the, it's rolling and we, we haven't can, been able to uh, arrest it in every single manner. But we right. will be able to. And, I, and, in this, and I, that's the key. I don't want to phrase this improperly. Right. Exactly. I think that, um, Gardner, though, I think you're still a little bit spoiled. I mean, having been, uh, as you mentioned in your speech earlier today, yeah. having been essentially raised since you were at, what, three years old in yeah. New Hampshire? Yeah. Y- you're spoiled. You, uh, you've you been used to living here. You don't know what it's like to live in the rest of the country. So <laughs> as far as excitement is concerned, I mean, it's exciting. This is an incredible event. I mean, this is an incredibly energizing event, the Liberty Forum, with uh, 250 people here, maybe even more than that, uh, various pro-Liberty personalities all in the same place. Oh, I mean, amazing. if this isn't energizing, I don't know what is. But, but coming from another state where you want to talk about slow, you want to talk about lack of progress, I mean, there's nothing going on for Liberty in any of the other, st- uh, the other 49 states. Yeah. Okay, I know. There might be something here and there. I think the Indiana crew, they're doing all right. But nonetheless... There's so much going on here. When you come here for the first time and you plug in, we had uh, one of our listeners, Puke, he just moved here from Texas, mm. or, uh, or actually Arkansas, mm. after he got out of the Army, mm-hmm. moved up to Keene, awesome. and uh, he came out to the Monadnock Porcupines meet and greet. Yeah. which is a monthly meeting where everybody gets together at a pizza place, and we all, if there's somebody new, we meet that person, say hello, and, you know, there's I plenty that, of people. by the way. It's yeah. awesome. It's, it's, it's a really, really great thing. Because everybody's eyes are just so big when they get here, they can't believe right. that, that there's a party thrown for them. You right, just arrived right. in New Hampshire, coming from some dismal state, uh, so whatever, one of the other 49, and there's 20 people sitting in a pizza place waiting to say hello to you, and, and they they're help. all thinking like you. Yeah, they help you move. They have cookouts. Yeah. You're playing, uh, mentioned in the, in the speech I was given earlier, you know, you're playing poker or going bowling together, doing mm-hmm. karaoke, and it's such a blast. And, and that's the, you're right. It, it, the key thing that I hope people will recognize is when they come up here, 
Don't get distur- discouraged if you can't dismantle the state as rapidly as you would want it. Sure, you know, I'd like it to go away next week, but realistically, yeah, exactly. it's, it's, that's not going exactly. to happen. And I, I probably don't even have to mention it, but you know, it, it's one of these things where you, know, you get all ramped up, you get all excited, and, and then you say, oh, let's do this. There have been some, some pretty good achievements. Last year, they were able to uh, reduce the regulatory burden on, on uh, manicurists. They were able to stop some very bad bills. Mm-hmm. And with more people, one of the things is, first of all, we need you here. We need you so much because this is where you can get things done. Yep. And and we need you to either stop or stop stop bills or bring in new bills that will make us freer. Right now we're pretty much playing defense, uh, defense of liberty at this point. We're right. stopping as much as we can. As soon as we get another 200 to 400 people in here, the tides are going to change. And, and that, that's a great thing is, you know, Ian and Mark, you guys know that the people who are moving here uh, are, are active. That's yeah. the key. And that's another another factor towards your concern of, well, and, and I totally understand your concern, and I'd probably have it if I were you as well, and that is that, well, what if somebody comes in here, gets bummed out, things aren't happening fast enough, are they going to go home? Are you kidding me? They no. just uprooted their lives. Yeah. These are people who, in many cases, some of them have families and businesses. I mean, for Mark and I, our business is pretty portable. We can plug into an internet con- or an internet connection. Right, ISDN it only takes or, us months to move. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, for other people, they've got a lot of strings that they've right. got to tie up, and right. these are people who are making a huge change in their lives. I can't imagine that any of them would uh, see a couple of defeats and throw in the towel and go home. And you know what? If that's what happens to you. Well, then good riddance. We, know yeah. we didn't need you here anyway. See, that's the thing. I, I think there's a, there's, a, there's a draw for some people who are not completely dedicated to their principles. They, they may think, and, and this is not to undercut anybody, but the, the, the desire to have a comfortable existence without too much stress uh, can pull you away from taking that extra time to go to a meeting, to go and testify on a bill, to go and gather with people. Uh, but if you've got friends around... Right. And you're supporting each other. It's really different. And that's what makes the Free State Project totally. so unique. That and support that's so network important. is incredible. I mean, yeah. I remember when we came here, Mark, uh, just as an example of that, I thought, all right, we're not going to need, we sort of wanted to have a soft landing, didn't want to have a bunch of uh, people necessarily show up. And Ian's a secretive little recluse and didn't want to know anybody to know I'm in New Hampshire yet. So, <laughs> Well, we were trying to make it uh, like a quiet thing so we could sure. surprise our listeners. Yeah. We essentially disappeared yeah. over the uh, Labor Day weekend right. and moved up over that extended weekend, and then we came back on the air. And so that was my plan, right. but things didn't go quite according to plan. I don't know if you recall, but we had this situation, this debacle with these uh, tenants at the house that I purchased That's that right. crashed the place. I remember that. There was evidence of marijuana grow operations in the basement and the uh, the upper uh, <laughs> floors. And so there was all kinds of cleanup to do. We arrived, and we thought we were going to be able to unpack the truck and, and go to sleep. Well, it wasn't that way. We had to clean up the house first wow. before we could even lay down an air mattress. And uh, so we were up for something like 30 hours or something crazy like that, just getting the house. It was uncomfortable. Up. And yeah. so, so, what I, so what I did was I went to uh, NHFree.com. I went to the forum there. Great forum. Great people there. Mm. And I, well, I think I posted a message saying, you know what, we need, we need a little bit of help. And um, sure enough, Within Lauren Canario, A couple of husband, hours. Yeah, they, people uh, just landed at our house and started moving our stuff in. Russell Canning. I mean, I, my job was rele- relegated to directing who's going to put things where. I mean, it was just incredible. And that's the, that's the key thing. You know, uh, people often think that libertarians are atavistic and that they, they, they want to be individualistic to the extent that, oh, I don't want anybody around. Don't, don't participate in my life. But that's the key. It's voluntary help. Yep. And that's what really glues people together in personal relationships. That's what's so key. When you get together with libertarians, they understand what makes the market 
right mechanism function. It's honesty, integrity, and some sort of tie to people that you know you're going to keep up. Absolutely. That's, that's the, the real key for me. And, of course, as time goes on here in New Hampshire, as more liberty-loving people continue to move in, as we continue to have more influence in the media, more libertarian radio shows, television shows, newspapers, activism going on, it's just going to get more and more exciting. And finally, you know what? You know what's probably going to happen, Mark? We're going to have a liberty snowball that we're going to start building, yeah. and eventually it's going to crash right into that uh, socialism snowball and just absolutely decimate it. Yeah, I because, hope so. Because we can move faster than they can. That much You're is right. true. That's we're quicker. We're point. more agile yeah. than the socialists. Yeah. Gardner, uh, we've got more people waiting to get on the mic. It's awesome. always awesome having you on the show. You know there's Thanks, an open man. invitation anytime you want to come out to right. the studio. You don't have to go home. You just can't stay here. I'll see you next week. Indeed. And we'll see you around the, uh, the convention this weekend. You're not leaving tomorrow, are you? No way. Great. No way. Thanks, guys. Thank you, dude. Thank 800-259-9231. The toll-free packet 8.net line. You, as always, can bring up whatever's on your mind. That is why we call the show Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves. We're broadcasting live from the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, the very first one ever in Concord, New Hampshire. Just an incredible event with an amazing level of attendance for a very first-year sort of a thing. Ian here with you. And Mark. Uh, The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. And as always, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where all the features are totally free, uh, though we do ask that you voluntarily support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. It's a simple concept. The idea is, since we give you everything for free on our website, maybe you want to send us a few bucks to support the show. In this case, all we're asking for is three bucks a month. Over 330 of our listeners, uh, one of our amplifiers is walking by at this very moment, as a matter of fact, uh, over 330 of our listeners have uh, contributed, and, and what this results in is us being able to essentially advertise like uh, you know the big boys, the guys with the hundreds of radio stations. We've got a half-page ad in Talkers Magazine coming out next month. We've got internet advertisements out the wazoo, and it's all because, and more, we're going to a talk radio convention here in a couple weeks, Mark, Um, but it's all because of our Free Talk Live amplifiers, and it's really helping spread the show to new venues and new listeners. You know, um, radio, like any other business, you look as big as you advertise, Yep. and we advertise like the big shows that have the um, big syndication companies behind them. Yep. We we are not. <laughs> and it's all because of our amplifiers. Mm-hmm. So head over to amp.freetalklive.com, learn more about the AMP program, and learn about the perks that you'll get access to if you become a Free Talk Live amplifier. Also, how close were the philosophies of Nietzsche and the, and the Nazis? Check out the fascinating new DVD by Dr. Stephen Hicks, available at Laissez-Faire Books. How did the Nazis come to power in one of the most educated and civilized countries in the world? And was Nietzsche's philosophy the inspiration? Check out this and many other books and videos on liberty at laissez-faire books. LFB.com will get you there. That's LFB.com. As I mentioned, we're here at the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, the very first one. And there was an interesting story that I was told about uh, a bit of a competitive, a friendly competition going on here at the forum. Uh, Jack Schimmick is here on uh, the third mic at this moment, and he's the man behind the Alternative Expo. Or is it the Alternatives Alternatives. Expo? It's hard to pronounce, no matter way, which way it goes, but it's alternatives. You called me up uh, a few days before the uh, the forum kicked off, and you, you essentially let me know about the Alternatives Expo. And the story behind it I found absolutely fascinating. How did this come to be, Jack? Well, actually, I volunteered to help organize the whole uh, Liberty Forum back in uh, August. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that time, I thought that uh, the people coming here would be interested in, say, alternative energy, alternative health care, um, sure. We actually have already been running a uh, uh, a Yahoo group called Pork Energy, and that was for people that were interested in energy savings, alternative energy. Right. So I wanted to make that something that would be on the program. So we got an agreement to do that, 
and uh, it was going to be a panel discussion. We had uh, four different speakers to come in and talk on that. And uh, then I ended up getting canceled off the program about four weeks ago. And uh, I said, wait, wait, you can't do that. You can't do that. I said, oh, yes, we can. Yeah. So I said, uh, you know, I've already organized these people. They're coming up to talk to people. I've I've, uh, found people that want to hear what they have to say and all that. So we'll probably just meet up in the rooms anyway and go ahead and talk. That's what I found the coolest thing about this is that uh, instead of just letting the ball drop, and throwing up your hands in the air saying, oh, man, we can't do what we wanted to do. You took the, the bull by the horn, so to speak. You went ahead and you organized an, an, an even bigger event than you'd originally planned on. You were just going to be one of the sessions at the forum. And now yeah. you've got like a, an entire concurrently running alternative forum going on in some of the hotel rooms upstairs. So it's just a perfect example of the competitive uh, nature of uh, the porcupines, the free staters hey, that have moved in here. It's what freedom's about, you know, freedom to choose. That's what we think. Yeah, we we originally just had a one-hour slot on the program, and we had four different panelists that we had to squeeze into one hour. So, you know, we got like 15 minutes max. For right, barely one. any time to introduce themselves. I know, really. So um, a couple of us brainstormed um, after – well, I, and by the way, I did go through that, that phase where I said, oh, me, you know, this, this sucks, you know. So we got together. We started making a list of all the different really interesting um, topics there are, uh, different projects that are, people are doing. That weren't really on the uh, on the main program, mm-hmm. and I thought that the people uh, coming to New Hampshire would want to you know to check it out. They'd want to meet some of the people in New Hampshire that are already doing some interesting freedom project. Can you give me uh, some examples? I'm I'm looking at the Alternatives Expo uh, list of what's been going on today, and it's just packed full of uh, of stuff to go and see and do. I mean, this is this is excellent. What um what are some of the highlights from today that you experienced in the Alternatives Expo that maybe some people missed out on? And then what's coming up tomorrow that if someone's going to show up at the Liberty Forum that they could uh, that they could um, experience? Uh, well, see today, <clears throat> first of all, we had a panel where we had somebody on health freedom, alternative energy, mutualism and mutual aid, and money alternatives, and that was what we packed into one hour. And then what we did was we gave each one of those speakers an opportunity to have a whole hour back up in room 215. So we've got an Alt Expo um, presentation room, 215, and we've got a hospitality room uh, in 217. So hang out, have some local New Hampshire beverages and local New Hampshire foods. So anyway, after the, um, in the afternoon after the, the panel, we had the, uh, the health freedom guy talk, and he had issues, you know, with, uh, uh, well, there's fluoridation, there's uh, registration of... Um, uh, clinical nutritionists. They want to license them. There oh, was uh, there's the mercury in the um, uh, vaccinations, things like that. Mm-hmm. And but he, he's he's got an activist organization called New Hampshire Citizens for Health Freedom. And you know that's what we're all about is the freedom to choose. You know your health care. Uh, after that, unfortunately, we had to cancel one thing. But you know this is always going to happen. We have a, a a guy that was going to talk on going off the grid, and. Uh, he had to go make an emergency service call on somebody's house that was off the grid. I see. So uh, instead, we substituted a guy named uh, G- Gerard Berloin, and he's talking about uh, the fact that he'd gotten death threats from a politician in uh, Goffstown, New Hampshire. Yeah, he actually stopped by here uh, earlier today and played some audio of the essentially part of the threat that uh, that he'd received. It's some sort of political situation where uh, he was going to expose, I think it was some fraud or some waste yep, uh, of the, the local politicians. Yep. Uh, some uh, some graft, some uh, some malfeasance, and I guess one of the local politicians uh, talked some real uh, real trash towards oh, him. Oh yeah, it was very nasty, and I got to admire the guy for his bravery. Um, there are nasty people out there. They 
Some of them work for City Hall, yeah. sorry to say. Absolutely. And so what's coming, up, what's coming up tomorrow? For somebody that's listening to this saying, you know what, I went to the New Hampshire Liberty Forum site, and there's so, much interesting, there's so many interesting things on their schedule. Now I'm finding out that there's twice as many things going on. What are some of the highlights for the Alternatives Expo uh, for Saturday? Tomorrow? Yeah, there actually, actually are uh, more things. And I have to apologize. I just want to refer everybody to the website where we actually have the – the oh, uh, schedule for tomorrow, it's altexpo.org, A-L-T-E-X-P-O dot O-R-G. Do you feel, before you tell me about tomorrow, do you feel like this uh, has been successful enough to where you're going to have next year another Alternatives Expo? Actually, we're going to have one at the Pork Fest. So Great. And, in fact, we had been cooking up this plan, you know, and it was percolating along, and we were going to have Alt Expo number one mm-hmm. at the Pork Fest 2007. But when we got kicked off the program here, we decided, all right, we're going to start now. And so we call this one Alt Expo number zero. Because, uh, <laughs> Alt Expo 0.5. Yeah, exactly. Software rev. Huh? By the way, before we get to Saturday, the other interesting part of your story was you were kicked off the schedule. You yeah. started the alter- you expanded the Alternatives Expo, and you created essentially your own concurrently running event. And then they let you back on the schedule, right? Yeah, I don't <laughs> even want to ask why. I, would, I just said, okay, that's cool. We'll, we'll get back on. That's yeah, fine. sure. But the thing is, we had gotten so many other people that wanted to come in and speak about their pet subject right. that uh, I couldn't cancel them. So we're going ahead. We have stuff on the main program, and we have stuff up in the in the rooms, too. So, yeah, we, we have several authors coming uh, tomorrow. We had uh, one author speak today uh, on Complete Liberty, is his book. And you'll love this title, Complete Le- Liberty, Field Guide to Freedoms You've Never Enjoyed. Actually, that's, uh, that's one of our amplifiers. His name's Wes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know Wes. That's good. Uh, we had a guy uh, named Tom Kennedy come down from Canada to talk about community currency in Canada. He brought a whole hmm. uh, book full of currencies that all these different towns are using. I mean, we complain about the Federal Reserve and how bad the, the money is, but you can start your own money in the, co- in the community. And what, sure. Tom, what Tom says is just go Google community currency. Read up on it. It's all out there. It's all out there. Yeah, there's no law preventing you from starting a private alternative competing currency as the liberty dollars i think a wonderful example of that exactly and and what a lot of people do with the community currencies they they actually want to uh encourage local business instead of sending all your business to the big box stars i know you love walmart but that's okay hey i, I just love <laughs> low prices that's all if i can get a lower price somewhere else i'll shop there it's well, not a problem well, some think there may it, be a high cost to a low price i it's, see it's <laughs> a it's a saleable um stance uh, you know uh support local merchants is a very saleable stance exactly exactly you know, because it's, it's your friends, your neighbors, you know? Sure. So um, we actually started uh, a list of things that we were interested in. It turned out there was a core group of three of us that kind of started it. And uh, I don't know, we stopped when we got up to about 25 or so. And then uh, people kept suggesting new topics, and we're up to like right. 42 topics, and they're all on the web page. Uh, tomorrow we have uh, Brian Wright. He's got the book called... Uh, new Pilgrim Chronicles. He's yeah, going to be right. coming on our show here at some point tonight, I think. Uh, oh, good, good. Yeah, pardon me. My brain is fried because I've been working until like 3, 4 That's right. Pick out one more uh, one more highlight from tomorrow because we're running short on time. Okay, well, we're going to have a 9-11 Truth guy. He's coming up from western Massachusetts. We're going to have um, how to start a small newspaper in your town. That's uh, Russell Canning. Uh, that's he Russell. lives in yep. uh, Keene, the publisher, editor of the Keene Free Press, which I think that's, you know, that's going to be a really interesting session. First of all, because Russell's just a, a fascinating oh, personality. He's great. Just, he's, he's always got a smile on his face. If you want to feel good, go and see Russell speak. He's an incredible personality. Jack, thanks for coming on He'll the show. He'll be here tomorrow. And uh, telling us about the Alternatives Expo, and I'm sure we'll have you back next year because you're going to do it again. And maybe we'll talk about the, this summer. the, the Pork, Pork Fest, Fest one yeah. as well. well uh, we're coming back with more. Hour number two is on the way. As always, you can take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and we're kicking off hour number two. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the packet 8.net toll-free line for you. And it is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site totally free, so do enjoy those there on us. That's freetalklive.com. We are broadcasting live from the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, the very first ever, first annual. And uh, it's been such a success that I'm sure they're going to have a second one coming up in 2008. It's just an incredible event happening in Concord, New Hampshire at the Days, uh, no, the Holiday Inn. That's where we are, the Holiday, Holiday Inn. Holiday Inn, yes. Uh, on uh, North Main Street. And it's going on all weekend long. There are so many different presenters, so many fascinating uh, libertarian personalities, luminaries. Michael Badnarik, the 2004 libertarian presidential candidate, is speaking right now in uh, in the Grand Ballroom, which, of course, we're missing because we have to do our show. Uh, but nonetheless, there's a huge crowd in there having, a, I believe, a buffet-style dinner. Mm-hmm. And we had some, some cake, and it was very good. Yeah, someone smug- uh, uh, Wayne, actually, very nicely smuggled out some cake for us, which is, uh, which is excellent. Uh, so, the Liberty Forum's going on. We're going to continue the coverage here in moments. Uh, going to have Jim Babka joining us. But first, we've got to go to a different Jim. It's Jim in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Jim. Hey, I'm glad you guys are enjoying the forum. Yes, sir. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, yesterday you were talking about, and I already forgot her name, but the uh, the teacher that had the baby with the 12-year-old? Yeah, uh, Mary Kay Letourneau. Right. And, um, <clears throat> and you were saying that it wasn't rape, and Mark was saying that it was, well, not rape, but wrong. And Mark made the argument that put him in a room with uh, 12-year-old girls, and he could talk one of them into having sex with them, which is really an interesting idea, by the he way. He did say that. Um, <laughs> but um, anyways, I was just was listening to that, and I thought, um, what's the difference between being able to convince a 12-year-old girl to have sex with you, I mean, consensually, and convincing some drunk chick in a bar to have sex with you. I mean, so, I mean, socially, ha- having sex with a child is kind of reprehensible, but I'm just trying to think what would be, like, the legal difference there. Well, I could. I'm going to jump in on that. It seems to me that if you're having sex with a uh, drunk girl you met in a bar, she probably went to that bar knowing full well there was a chance she might meet somebody and have sex with them that night. So I don't know if it's as much of taking advantage uh, of someone as having sex with a young person. Mark, did you want to chime in? No, no I mean, basically, it's this, yeah, uh, the drunk girl made herself drunk. Um, and so she, she willingly chose um, you know, n- to not be able to think problems through as clearly and understand the problems as clearly as she could, whereas a, a child is just inexperienced. Jim? Right, I mean, but even if it, I mean, if, if it wasn't a bar, say, I mean, there are... There are adult women that you could talk into having sex with you and they'll have consensual sex and they'll they might they probably will regret it later but i'm just trying to think i mean yeah if they were having sex with mark they would regret it later yeah there's they're bound to regret it (laughs) believe me the list of those that regret it is 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 plenty (laughs) (laughs) extensive any other thoughts for us jim yeah thanks for the call man yeah Oh, appreciate oh, no, I appreciate hearing from the you, Thanks, Jim. 800-259-9231. Now, uh, we've been talking about Jim's. We do have uh, our friend Jim Babka joining us in person, the president, founder of DownsizeDC.org. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure to finally get to meet you, Jim. Uh, here, finally, live in uh, the studio, the hallway by the bathrooms here at the, <laughs> the, at the Holiday Inn. Welcome, uh, welcome to the show. Well, I'm glad to be here. 
Uh, it's good to have you here, um, as always. Um, Jim, before we get started into what you're doing here this weekend, give us a quick rundown uh, for all of our new listeners that ha- might happen to be tuning in this hour. What's DownsizeDC.org? Well, DownsizeDC.org gives citizens an opportunity to participate in the gov- their governance. They can uh, send a message to Congress using our easy-to-use system. Uh, simply put their contact information in. It tells them who the representative and two senators are. And from there, they can send a personalized message. And that personalized message includes their contact information when it's delivered simultaneously to both their representative and their two senators so that the office there knows that they're hearing from a constituent. And messages from constituents are counted and read. They do make a difference. You were here uh, today, and of course we've talked to you um, at least on a once-a-month basis about Downsize DC and what the latest is. And I don't know, I don't so much as uh, want to recover that ground tonight. But what I want to do uh, is talk about what you are doing here at the New Hampshire Liberty Forum as somebody who is more of a foc- uh, more focused on the national level, uh, Washington DC. What's going on there? Why Why are you here uh, this weekend? Well, we talked about how New Hampshire can change the federal government forever. I, I believe here that something very special is going on here in New Hampshire. And this is also a very special place because uh, the first presidential primary will be here. So kind of the thesis of my talk today was to encourage people to ask the presidential candidates as they're coming through, what are you going to do to make the Read the Bills Act a possibility? Our objective with the Read the Bills Act, we don't expect that there's, I've said this many times before, that some Mr. Smith goes to Washington character is going to, make you know stand up and say hey we've been wrong all this time and we need to get it right that what we needed to do is deliver overwhelming mind-numbing intense pressure right and I mean, we the reason read the bills is is fantastic from um you know a, a citizen's point of view everybody wants to see it but from a legislator's point of view it's the worst thing they've ever heard yeah, of they, both both the members of congress and their staffs which you know their staffs really have a lot of power that they hold too because they they allegedly do the reading for their for their bosses mm-hmm. and so they don't want to give that up that power up and so we're going to have to put a lot of pressure on and i and i think a very good way that we can begin to do that that we can begin to really make it the politicians feel like we're closing in on them is for them to be confronted here in new hampshire you have a unique opportunity unlike you know people listening across the country you know the presidential candidates come through they're they're surrounded by secret service they've uh they're probably pretty much you know the determined nominee by the time they arrive in your state but here in new hampshire the people in new hampshire get to actually get to shake their hand talk to them ask questions right, they have to and act they, like they care exactly and the candidate has to beg for their vote because there's so many people in the race at that point so this is a real place that we can have an opportunity to say to them when are you going to do this and just keep saying it over and over and over again and well, i don't know we had pro- more than 150 maybe close to 200 people in the room today and i think the response was good and i'm expecting yeah, that they a lot we'll start of questions, those questions from people, too, as well. I, the, the response was tremendous. In fact, I liked your approach with the uh, – you had this little form that you handed out that was sort of tailored to the event here today. And you said, you know, if you like what you've heard today, give me your your email address, some contact information if you want. I'll give you a bump, uh, Downsize DC bumper sticker, which, by the way, you've already got my email address, Jim. So uh, I don't <laughs> want to waste one of those cards, but I definitely want to get one of those bumper well, stickers. Well, we'll definitely have to get one down here to you. But, I, you know, the, the thing with the, that is is that we're, our goal all the time is to be getting people on the email list, get them on the Downsizer Dispatch, mm-hmm. share the information with them, because we want to build an army so large that Congress can't afford to ignore it. And that's where it all begins. This is where we start. And you've been uh, you've been doing just a fantastic job of it so far. How many people are on the Downsize DC Dispatch right now? Uh, we're very close to twenty thousand. That's tremendous. Yes, I mean we've got six hundred people on our updates list, Mark. We yeah, need to get I, to work. I, we need to hire you, Jim. Well, he spends all day, every day, um, working on you know his list and his content. We do a radio show. Uh, yeah. Know. 
If you want the updates, go to updates.freetalklive.com. Indeed, and uh, if you have a question for Jim Babka while we have him here, uh, we've pulled him aside from all of the activities. He could be watching Michael Badnarik at this moment, but he's taking the time to speak with us. 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. And I think it's really cool that uh, you, as somebody who focuses on D.C., has realized that there's something really special going on here in New Hampshire and that uh, that you're going to be able to leverage uh, the, the tremendous, uh, tremendous activist base that we have here in the state in order to help downsize D.C. I think that's great that you're recognizing that. Yeah, you know, I didn't want to come here uh, and tell the people here that are moving to this state how to make their state freer because I know that they've thought about that. These are thoughtful people who made a very, very dramatic decision to come and move here and set up a whole new life. But, you know, we, the, the federal government is going to be is the enemy of all of their states. They treat the states like their clients, like they, they run them, control them, they send the money. Uh, the mm-hmm. politicians that run these various states are, are, are eager to get their place in Washington, too, in many cases. They're very ambitious. So what we, I wanted to do here simply was say, look, let's, let's just take this one step, try to change the way Congress operates. Let's require them to read their bills so that they pass fewer laws, pass fewer new taxes, and, and reduce the number of programs that they have. They just simply physically wouldn't be able to pass. They wouldn't be able to keep up because the, the reading provision in there all by itself, requiring a, you know, a quorum of them, to, uh, 50% plus one, to sit through a literal word-for-word in order reading of the bill, they're just not going to be able to, to do it. There's, they pass far too many bills right now. It's just physically impossible for them to have read it, let alone have someone read it out loud to them. Now, I want to hang on uh, to you for, uh, for the next segment, if we can. Yeah. And uh, you're somebody who has been to a, probably a variety of libertarian functions over the years. Mm-hmm. And I'd like you to compare what you've seen at you know, libertarian party functions and whatever other uh, different events that you've gotten, um, that you've been to, to what you've seen so far this weekend at the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, the very first ever New Hampshire Liberty Forum, just uh, some an, out, an outsider's perspective, somebody who's got experience in the uh, the libertarian world attending conventions. What do you think so far? Uh, that's what I want to find out on the way. 800-259-9231. We're on the line with, uh, not on the line anymore. He's here right in front of us. Right. It's Jim Babka. First time I've ever got to see him. From DC.org And uh, your calls as well about anything. This is your show, Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. And you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the packet8.net toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got lots of features, and they're all totally free, including live streams, broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version. Both sizes should fit virtually every Internet connection, and it's totally free. freetalklive.com. And is there a young person that's important to you? Well, give them financial literacy. A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich by Jewel Thornton shows kids how to grow up financially free, save early and often, and how to develop passive income streams, the key to financial freedom. The average college student graduates with $7,000 in credit card debt. That's no way to start a life. Buy them A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich at akidsjourney.com or call 1-800-657-5066. That's akidsjourney.com. 800-657-5066. Jim Babka, no longer on the line with us, but actually here sitting in the uh, makeshift studio at the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, the very first annual here in Concord, New Hampshire, Main Street at the Holiday Inn. It's going on all weekend long. We're going to be here not only uh, tonight, but tomorrow. I'm going to be here all the way through Sunday. I don't know what time you're leaving, Mark, but I'm going to stay all the way through the end. I think I'm going to stay through the end. Sunday at noon. And uh, so looking forward to seeing the rest of the speeches and uh, panels tomorrow. There's such a variety of things. Jim Babka, of course, of course, uh, the president, the founder of DownsizedDC.org. Love having you on the show, Jim. Great to meet you here this weekend. What uh, What did you see today 
that you enjoyed the most as far as uh, what you've experienced at the forum so far? Well, I would say that the biggest thing is the difference in size. I mean, I've been to a lot of different, uh, you mentioned Libertarian Party events. I've done several, I've done five Libertarian Party conventions in the last two years. You mean the national conventions? No, I've done state conventions. And, uh, and the size of this event has been, is, is really dramatic. I mean, there's a lot of people here. There's well over 200 people that have come here, and they've come from all over the country. I've met people today yeah. from Utah, Washington State, Ohio. Uh, you know, so there's people coming from all over the place, and it's it's really exciting. The other thing I think is, I, I think there's something really different about the people who are participating in this event as opposed to a normal convention. It, it is one thing to be an activist, to be someone who maybe makes some donations to a cause, or you maybe you give a little bit of your time, but you know, you do that, you kind of use your disposable income or your disposable mm-hmm. time to do that. These are people who are ma- looking to make a completely different life. They're willing to, to leave family and friends and jobs and and homes and and you know just a, a whole familiar community and kind of settle, you know, s- stake a new claim in a new land, you know, and and, uh, and and do something, you know, really special there. That is a huge, huge commitment. It's way beyond saying, hey, I'm an activist. And so, you know, everybody here is real, uh, real positive. The last thing that I've noticed is different is that at a lot of libertarian events, the number of men to women, the ratio is really out of whack. There's yeah. a lot of males. There are a lot of couples here at this event, and there are a lot of females at this event. And uh, so I think there's more than you know, I'd expected, you know, and it's, it's there's a real sense of community in fact that we were talking about that at the table I was sitting at here at tonight's dinner. Uh, some of the women were discussing why that there were they felt there were more women here and and they were saying that, you know, the people that, that make a decision to move a lot of times are making a decision as a couple. Sure. And so uh, there's a, a dynamic here, uh, a sense of community and there's a sense of fellowship that's, a, you know, a little bit different from some of the other events I've been to. And in the size, I mean, what would you say as far as uh, the? I mean, th- this is the first time the, uh, the the New Hampshire Liberty Forum has existed, and we've got I think something like 250 people, and maybe even more that have just walked through the door the day of. I mean, maybe we're looking at 300 people coming in here all weekend long. I mean, is that? I've never been to a national libertarian convention, but I think they only had what 400 people last year or something like that. Uh, that was my understanding. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, this is a huge. I mean, on the scale of things, this is a big event for a first year. Well, you know, I think also people are looking for hope. Hope is a very important thing, and we've had several people approach us and say, "Well, I'm, you know, I'm supporting uh, the, this, the, the Free State Project and Downsize DC. These are the two organizations I look at and say that they have a chance to make a real difference." And and uh, you know, you can dis- disagree with that or whatever, but I think that what people are really looking for is hope. Some of these other uh, programs have been going on for a long period of right. time, and, and they did at one time maybe have more people coming to their event. I went to a couple of Libertarian National Conventions that had, you know, a thousand or more people, but, you know, those days, you know, it's possible those days have, co- have come and gone, and, and right now this is a hot thing, and people believe that this can happen, and the experiment's working. You guys are making progress here on, on specific pieces of legislation and in standing up to the federal government. And I think people are catching on and getting excited about it, and rightly so. And one of the, th- the cool, coolest things about this movement is that uh, you said the crowd's different, and the crowd's different in another way as well. It's not all uh, political types that are involved in the Free State Project as well. There's, the neat thing about this movement is it's totally decentralized. You know, there's nobody that's in charge. The, the concept is you uproot yourself and move to uh, New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, and then you decide what you want to do. So if it's get involved at the state house and read legislation and analyze that sort of thing, do that. If it's uh, doing civil disobedience like some of the people over in Keene have been doing, do that. If it's writing letters to the editor, do whatever. Right, so you do. don't have people fighting over control of the organization right. so they can get their agenda implemented and get all the troops to march and to, to their tune. There right. is no organization. It is so difficult. That's one of the, the problems the Libertarian Party's had in general is that trying to get all the troops to march to the, the you know this particular drum... And then what's the you know what's the beat going to be? They don't they just don't it, it's difficult. So here um, in the Free State Project, everybody does their own thing, and for some reason it works. 
it's great. Well, you know, when people get to do what they believe is the best thing to do and, and they can feel good about it. And, you know, at the table that I was sitting at and they were discussing the demographics of this movement, uh, they were saying that we're all rugged individualists in a community. Uh, which, you know, might sound like a bit of an oxymoron, but, you know, really there was a lo- there's a lot of, like you were saying, freedom of movement within it. But you're, you, you still know, even when you're out doing your own thing, you're really not alone, that there's other people that are kind of doing some other things that complement what you do. And uh, so, I, you know, I, again, I salute the people here. I think this is a whole new level, a whole new uh, c- level of commitment, so much deeper. Uh, and I think it has some real potential here. I really, in fact, I said, as I said today in my, in my presentation, I really believe this is going to make a difference and succeed possibly beyond some of the founders' wildest dreams. I think you're right about that. I mean, not just the founders of, uh, of the Free State Project, but maybe the founding fathers of, uh, of America. I mean, we can really have an effect. If we can uh, make a significant change when we make a significant change here in New Hampshire, that's inevitably going to have uh, some effect on the rest of the country. But you guys, need, you guys need the exact same thing that we're looking for at Downsize DC, and that's more troops. You need more Absolutely. people who who are going to come and make the commitment to be here. And I'm telling you as someone, ladies and gentlemen, who's at this event right now, who uh, had doubts, and I said this in my speech today, you know, when I first heard of the Free State Project, I had my doubts about it, that something really special is happening here. And if you're here at this event and you're meeting and talking to the people, you can tell that that special thing is happening. And if you've even entertained that thought, you really should go look at it. And, you know, that leads me into a question I've been wanting to ask you for a long, long time, Jim. And uh, it's more appropriate now that you're here and you're in front of us, considering all that you just said, as somebody who lives in Ohio, what's it going to take to get you here and your family here to New Hampshire? Well, we're in Ohio because of our family. We've got a lot of family there. And right now, that's, Bring a them all. Thing. that's an important <laughs> thing for our kids. Well, some of them, unfortunately, are labor union Democrats. But uh, yeah, not, not good. Uh, you know, but, you know, we have talked about it since we've been here this weekend. I, I, you know, I'm not sure that this is the right time or place for us. Um, but I, I, I really would encourage anybody who it's very important to them. You know, there's a, a, a story about uh, two of the founders, Thomas Paine, and I've heard it either be Ben Franklin or Tom Jefferson, I believe it was Ben Franklin, where, you know, uh, Franklin said, where liberty is, there I am. And, and, and Payne said, where liberty is not, there I am. I believe that we've got a job to do. Mm-hmm. We need 50 free states, and we're going to continue to work to downsize D.C. because the federal government really is the biggest part of this problem. Sure and so we're going to keep continuing to focus on that at downsizedc.org. Excellent. I know you will, and uh, I know that you do it either way, whether you were in Ohio or whether you were here in New Hampshire. You still continue to do a fantastic job on the national scene, and I hope that eventually over time we continue to uh, continue to impress you, Jim, and uh, then maybe you will decide to uh, leave those labor well, we just got to make it at home. so great here, he doesn't have a choice. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You can't resist. Well, if you set up your own country here, I think I'm here in a heartbeat. Really? <laughs> yes. Ah, so secessionist, eh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, we'll have to leave you on that one, Jim. Excellent point, and uh, thank you for joining us this so evening. So much fun seeing you guys, you know, what you really look like. <laughs> right it's on. great. I'm sure we'll see you again in the future. Yes. Because uh, I expect they'll probably have you back for uh, next year. Okay. Always a good time. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of the uh, the weekend, because it's going to be a heck of a day tomorrow. Lots to do, lots to see. We want to see you out here at the New Hampshire Liberty Forum in Concord, New Hampshire. More details at freestateproject.org, and more on the way with your calls. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. We are broadcasting live from the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, the very first annual. It's happening uh, all weekend long up here in Concord, New Hampshire, the state capitol, uh, just down the street from the state house at the Holiday Inn on Main Street. We've been here all day long. Uh, just an incredible show so far. Lots to do, lots to see. Even more packed into the schedule tomorrow, uh, including... 
the education panel, ending marijuana prohibition. Uh, let's see, also a taxpayer activism panel, becoming an effective activist. John Stossel is going to be here signing his books, and then he's going to be giving a speech called The Enemies of Freedom. That speech is sold out. Uh, also on the way tomorrow, Jim Harper from the Cato Institute uh, and our friend La- uh, Jack Cole from Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. He's going to be on the schedule as well, which is going to be fantastic. You know, speaking of book signings, I uh, treated myself. I bought uh, Michael Badnark's book, um, It's Good to Be King. It's an excellent book. And he was doing book signings, so I had the opportunity to have him sign the book. And it was, uh, it was, it was really nice to, to you know, talk to him, get the book signed. We've got more coverage coming up here of uh, the Liberty Forum, but first let's go to the phones. To the fun, let's talk to Eric in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, guys. How's it going? Great, Eric. What's on your mind? Uh, well, I couldn't uh, couldn't make it to New Hampshire this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I was very disappointed with that. Uh, so instead, I entertained myself by going to uh, the Barack Obama rally here in town today. <laughs> oh, sounds really exciting. Uh, it, it was uh, the best way to describe it is thank goodness for iPods. If I heard him uh, refer to his uh, DNC uh, speech from '04 one more time, I was going to puke. Uh, he, I guess that was his big moment in the sun. He that, just that, kept going back to it. That was it for him, reminding huh? Reminding people. Yeah, hmm. that was it. Uh, other than that, it was a canned speech that you would hear from every other uh, Democratic candidate uh, in the last 12 years. Hmm. Uh, it was very boring. <coughs> and, and, and the thing that amazed me, uh, I did kind of the same thing you did when you went to Hillary Clinton's thing. Uh, I just walked up to the, the press area. I had my camera with me. And uh, I just told them I was with Wikipedia, and they let me on through. I was like, uh, "That's awesome security." <laughs> That's really funny. So, uh, nice. But uh, I, so I was taking pictures, and I just I couldn't believe that it was like a almost like a look of ecstasy on these people's faces. Oh, jeez. Uh, like I've got a picture of one woman, uh, I, I guess, prostulizing herself. I mean, she's got her her arms raised and her her. Her, she's looking towards the sky. She's filled like, filled with the Holy Spirit with because of Barack Obama. Yeah. It's just it, amazing the reactions of some people to politicians. Why it, why do we think they're so special? I I, I don't know. I, you know, I was thinking about it. It's like, you know, if I was in the same room as Ron Paul, I'd shake his hand yeah. and uh, I'd wish him luck, but I'm certainly not going to bow down before him or Yeah, you you like wouldn't that. get the vespers over it. Right. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. Well, I might a little bit. <laughs> well, I just I just get those anyway. Yeah, you're like a little girl when you see people that are uh, excited about. Well, Eric, uh, we're sorry that you didn't make it up here this weekend, but there's uh, there's always more to do up in New Hampshire. Of course, Porkfest 2007 is on the way later this year, and uh, this event has been so successful, it's inevitable they're going to be doing it again uh, next year. So maybe we'll see you then. Anything else on your mind tonight? Uh, yeah, you had Jim Babka there just a minute ago. We did. If he's still around. Could you tell him that for some reason Lamar Smith still doesn't show up as my congressman? He's uh, a senator- I'll try to remember that. I'm sure if you email him, he can uh, he can get that handled. Uh, but we'll we'll yeah, do our best. I've been emailing, and the reason it's bugging me is because he's the guy who's behind the Real ID Act, and hmm. so I want to keep blasting him about it. But it, you know, he's not getting my messages if he's not on there. So he he reads all of his emails. Um, it's possible that he just has so many. In fact, we were talking about that with him off the air. He was mentioning that he just gets so many emails when. You know, people, and it's it's like this for us too. Sometimes his I mean, list is twenty thousand people. Right. So you have to be patient oh, wow. with them. I'm sure they'll do their best.
best to iron out the bugs. Thanks for the call, Eric. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. He had actually, uh, Eric had instant messaged me about it, wondering if I could get in touch with Jim, because he's so concerned, because apparently there's a bug in the downsized DC system. For him, when he puts in his zip code, he doesn't get one of his uh, representatives. That really? That is to. a bug. So I'm sure they'll iron it out uh, over time. We've got to continue with the phone calls here, and then we're going to get to Bill Westmiller, the chairman of the Republican Liberty Caucus. Uh, uh, Kathy in Florida, though, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Kathy. Hi. Hi. Uh, I just wanted to co- talk about a couple things. I was actually listening to the podcast yesterday you had, and uh, Ian, you had asked that, well, if it's really possible for a female to rape a male. Yeah, well, I, it seems uh, difficult. I don't necessarily believe it's impossible. If, uh, if a female can overpower a male, um, certainly she could violate him in some way. Uh, but as far as actually having intercourse with a male, it would seem that that would be um, something you couldn't possibly um, force. Well, I, I bet it's exponentially rarer than the vice versa of the situation. However, I did have a friend who was actually raped by his girlfriend when we were kids. How did, um, how did that happen, was, without being too graphic? How did that actually happen? Well, he expressed to me that he was determined not to have sex with her, but uh, she kind of pinned him down and physiological processes occurred. And even without his mental consent, uh, it just kind of happened. And, huh. uh, <laughs> you know, consent is another thing I wanted to talk about, actually. Sure. Um, because a statutory rape is kind of a different kind of rape, and the idea is that if you're 18 years old, is the age of consent. So you can't have consensual sex or consensual sex before then. That's the idea. Um, Though here in New Hampshire, it's 16. Right, right. And in Florida, they have that re- weird rule about how, uh, like, anyone 16 through 18 can have sex with someone up to 24 years old or right. something like somehow, that. Right. Somehow somehow you can decide to have sex uh, at that age if you're having sex with someone under the age of 24, but for some reason, all of a sudden, your de- decision-making abilities go out the window when you're dealing with someone who's 25. It's uh, absurd. Yeah, and, and to answer your question, I don't think it's wrong what that teacher did. Um, Ms. Letourneau I mean, having sex with her 12-year-old student? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that I, I think that it probably was wrong at that point because, mm-hmm. regardless of whether you're in love with a 12-year-old, it's really, really hard to to really grasp that a 12-year-old has you know the kind of capabilities to make those decisions, whether or not he wants to be a father. I don't know um, if he wanted to be a father. I don't think that was an amazing a story. I must say, <laughs> I think but he just wanted to have time, sex. At the same time, she was obviously putting him at risk to that possibility. I mean, she wasn't protecting herself in some way. Sure. You know, unless it was a freak accident. That's but, true. But, uh, you know, I was actually talking with my father the other day. I went down to Sarasota to visit him. And um, he, we were talking about sex offenders. Actually, we were talking about uh, new restrictions on the Internet and sex offenders. Mm-hmm. You guys had mentioned this on a, a show previously. Anyway, he said that uh, he believes that you know, we should redefine the laws on that, make them a little bit more reasonable. However, anyone who is a sex offender, instead of making all these rules against them, should just be executed. Whoa! I'd say <laughs> that's a little bit extreme. Uh, no thanks. I would agree. Executing would agree. people, but, not so good. Especially if it's a he-said-she-said said situation, as many sex offender situations are. It's, it's one of those problems. That, is, that you know, point. When you're talking about a legitimate sex offender, yeah, nobody likes that stuff. But um, yeah. at the same time, you know, there's just so many there's so many stories that go into each one of these circumstances that it makes it very difficult. An execution, it's final. 
And I just don't think we, we as flawed humans belong making that decision. No doubt about it. Oh, I agree. I yeah. agree. Zero tolerance in a judicial system is just is kind of ridiculous because, um, for instance, okay, put this teacher uh, K something. Mary Kay Letourneau. She, yeah. yeah, she's in. I would I would consider her to be an exception. I mean, there's just there's so many different freakish weird things that can happen, especially when talking about sex and relationships. Which is which is why love. which is why laws are in many cases so very silly because one size just does not fit all. Kathy, thank you for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine. 9231 and the idea that uh, that you can have one law to fit all situations is absolutely absurd inevitably people are, are going to fall through the cracks people are going to be harmed who uh, initially were never intended to be harmed by the law by the bureaucrats loose interpretations of the law etc um, speaking of laws uh, I guess that's a an a transition here to our guest, uh, Bill Westmiller. He's involved with the Republican Liberty Caucus, an organization that uh, that I find a very interesting group. In fact, uh, here in New Hampshire, they've uh, they've they've become quite influential. We're going to get to him here in moments. He's sitting here and he's being very patient. Uh, we're going to get with Bill Westmiller, the chairman of the National Republican Liberty Caucus, sitting right here, joining us at the. Liberty Forum, the first annual New Hampshire Liberty Forum being put on by the Free State Project. We'll find out what the, Repu- uh, the RLC is up to nationally, maybe a little bit about what's going on in New Hampshire, and I don't know, maybe Bill can give us a, a clue as to what might be happening Sunday when Ron Paul speaks. That's all on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That is the packet8.net toll-free line for you. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site are totally free, so do enjoy those there on us. And that does include archives, an entire year's worth of the show right there on the front page of the website for your downloaded convenience. Enjoy those. They're on us at freetalklive.com. Also, uh, understand that uh, we give everything away at freetalklive.com, so we do ask that you voluntarily support the show. And one of those ways you can do that is by voting for us. Head over to vote.freetalklive.com. The last time we looked, Mark, we were dead in a dead heat with the other show that uh, was up towards the top of the charts. Uh, your votes so far this month have put us into the number one position, though we've been sort of jockeying for uh, first place between the second place show, which is a, a show all about Harry Potter. Can you imagine that? A, a nationally best-selling, uh, internationally best-selling book is, uh, well, doing pretty well in the, the rankings. And, so. and, and I believe there's a new one coming out here shortly, the last, the last in the Potter series, where Harry Potter, I don't know, goes to jail or gets sodomized or something terrible happens to him. In I'm fact, not sure I'm what. seeing we're number two right now, and we... We're down by ten votes, yeah. Yeah, this is I've got good. this cool little program that was made for me by a listener, Mobile Digit, and mm-hmm. uh, I, got to, I got to meet him. I figured... I'd have, yeah, I, I figured it'd be some computer programmer in his mid-30s. No, he's, it's a child. He's like... He's like Really? Fifteen years old, yeah. You'll have to point him out to me. I don't think I've met him yet. I, I will. All right, we're here at the New Hampshire Liberty Forum. Anyway, um, head over to vote.freetalklive.com and cast your vote for the show. It takes you less than a minute. All you need is your email address. Very simple process. Your email address won't be sold, won't be spammed, and uh, what it does is it... It, it helps us get to the top of the charts. We're number two. We could be number one with your help. And if we're number one, that means more new people are going to be finding the message of freedom and liberty here on Free Talk Live. So if that's valuable to you, vote.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones again here um, because Bill Westmiller is such a patient guy. Let's talk to Tinker in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hey, Tinker. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing? Doing great. What's up? Well, let's see. Um, one, the state of Montana is just as corrupt as I don't know what. Um, here... Hmm. Well, trying to find a lawyer to help us sue the state of Montana in a law system. Okay. Because um, they railroad the innocent and um, they make a profit off from it. They do. They make 
Yes, they do. Honestly. If you don't believe me, I can sing you. Oh, no, I believe you. They railroad people all the time, and it doesn't just happen in Montana. Are you having any trouble finding a lawyer? I mean, the lawyers here, they stick up for one another, and they're friends. Yep. And no one don't want to take any of the cases. I, I totally and, uh, understand where you're coming from. I had a friend, uh, and thank you for the call, Tinker. We appreciate it. I had a friend who uh, down in Florida who was searched by the police mm-hmm. at 2 in the morning, and they brought out a drug dog and everything. And, of course, you know how they can. Uh, we talked to Barry Cooper, uh, from, uh, who, of course, is a former law enforcement agent. Right. Um, he pointed out that they can easily train the drug dogs to false alert on your vehicle. They did that to him. They searched his vehicle, tore it apart. Of course, they didn't find anything. There was nothing there. Uh, they tore apart his vehicle. The dog scratched the paint job on the car. They right, tore up sure, the, the carpeting. Cal- the dog runs all over the car. He couldn't find uh, any lawyer at all to make any sort of take any sort of action against the police department. They're just, they're just scared to death of uh, of stepping forward and actually doing something. Uh, for for the people that are harassed and uh, and and tortured by the police in this country, it's, it's well terrible. harassed at the very least. All right, so Bill Westmiller joining us from the Republican Liberty Caucus here at the New Hampshire Liberty Forum live. Uh, we're going to be live tomorrow night as well. And Bill, are you going to be here all weekend long? Yes, I am. I'm happy to stop by and talk about consensual sexual relations. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's great to have you here uh, as a Republican Liberty Caucus chairman. For those who don't know what the RLC is, what is it, and uh, why is it different? What's it special uh, for? Uh, the Republican Liberty Caucus is a membership organization, national. We've got uh, 15 chartered state organizations. And our purpose is to uh, bring the ideals of individual liberties, limited government, and free enterprise to the GOP. You mean bring it back? Didn't they used to have those? Well, they sort of did, sort of didn't. But we're going to um, subvert them and convert them into liberty ideas and uh, make them a vehicle for um, uh, liberty in our future. Now, Bill, there, there's been a lot of there's a lot of members of the RLC that were former members of the Libertarian Party. Yes. Um, why they? Convert? Why? Why they? Why they go to the Republican Party? Well, uh, I'm one of them. I'm Me too. a former Libertarian Party national I am secretary. Not a, a Libertarian <laughs> party. I, the I, only I, organization I've ever joined was the Republican Liberty Caucus because it makes sense to me. As a matter of fact, I was a, a founder of the Canadian Libertarian Party. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, but I, I decided uh, in the uh, early 1990s. Uh, that there was no way that the Libertarian Party was going to be effective in terms of electing anyone. Right. And so I switched over to the GOP as a, as a better tactical method, and it's purely strategic. It's, there's no big difference in ideology. No, there isn't. Because you're looking for liberty, and you'll do whatever it takes. Exactly, to to it. exactly. And, that, and that's, um, I, I ran for Congress, and I was very well received among all the Republican people. Mm-hmm. I happened to be uh, cast in a primary against a multimillionaire, so I lost, but mm-hmm. I, w- I was very well received, and, and and uh, people were very receptive to the ideas. So you have you haven't noticed anything going on on the inside track of the Republican Party to try to exclude RLC candidates to try to shut you guys down in any way? No, not at all. As a matter of fact, uh, we have members now who are in very prominent positions. Um, an advisory board member was just uh, appointed as the assistant secretary of education. Of course, Ron Paul is uh, involved with the Ron RLC Paul as well. has uh, been an honorary chairman and has always been a uh, top-rated congressman, and uh, uh, we will be endorsing him as soon as he becomes an official candidate for president. So, yeah, as he's soon as, big... huh? Hey? So he's, uh, he's probably definitely maybe going to be announcing a, a candidacy. Here. You have to go through the, the, the formalities of the, yeah. the process, and what happened was that they... Uh, announcement that he was going to have an exploratory committee leaked out without his knowledge about oh. four weeks in advance of any plans, whatever, to uh, to announce his intentions. 
So he's he's starting uh, four weeks behind, but uh, I expect this weekend he's going to be uh, announcing formally the uh, Exploratory Committee. Okay, so there you go. Um, he just said he expects that to happen perhaps yes. Sunday. That's when Ron Paul is going to be speaking, by the way, here at the New Hampshire Liberty Forum. So if you're anywhere near the area and you're excited about the Ron Paul campaign, he is talking Sunday. Uh, he's doing the closing ceremony in the ballroom, and I think it's 10.30 in the morning. That's going to be exciting. Now, um, Bill, I think that Ron Paul running for the presidency is probably the most exciting thing that's happened in the liberty movement, uh, well, since I've ever paid attention to it. Give me sort of a, uh, a, a positive case scenario for Ron Paul making it. I mean, make it, make, tell me a believable story about Ron Paul becoming president. Well, I think there's every reason to believe that Ron Paul can attract uh, uh, supporters from a whole wide range of the political spectrum. Uh, he's, an, he's a professional politician. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Has I been think, for some time. I think among the, uh, the also-rans, like Tom Tancredo and... Uh, uh, the other people who were in the Republican primaries, I think that he can outdo them simply on the basis of his Internet connections and his connections with uh, other organizations and his, his longstanding reputation. Not to mention uh, he's also a man of uh, some principle. I mean, these other guys are yes. in oh, many definitely. ways big government Republicans. Yeah. Ron Paul, he's called Dr. No in Congress because he votes no on virtually anything that's, uh, that's and unconstitutional. <laughs> and he is a doctor. Yep. Uh, and so, I mean, really, if you can get Ron Paul into the debates... <laughs> He it's, will be it, in them. It will be essentially like having a Harry Brown or somebody else like yeah. that in a, in a debate with these typical politicians, these Republicans and Democrats. He'll wipe the floor with Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. McCain and Giuliani are going to look like boobs talking in front of, um, you know, when, when, when you're talking to Ron Paul. I mean, well, it, it, so the realistic scenario is that, that among all this, uh, the secondary group of candidates, I think Ron Paul could very easily get the support in order to to motivate those other candidates to drop out mm-hmm. to to make a better showing either a consequential of the debate or or his broad internet support or the number of people that are out there that are anxious for the sort of thing and then it simply becomes a question of who he's going to be running against and I think it's going to be either Giuliani or McCain one of the two is going to drop out because they they can't both be the establishment candidate. Mm-hmm. And I so, think Giuliani is going to be the one that uh, ends up being that candidate. And the showdown is going to come in South Carolina. Now, it's, first it goes New Hampshire, then it goes Iowa, and then South Carolina. Is that first right? First it goes Iowa, okay. which is caucuses, then it goes New Hampshire, okay. and then it goes to Nevada for a, a new uh, caucus session. Okay. Then it goes South Carolina. I'm not sure what a caucus and then session is. Caucus, there's no primary election. It's people getting together okay. in order to uh, elect delegates to a state convention that actually decides how the party representatives are going to vote. Um, after that is Super Tuesday, which includes a dozen different states. Florida among them. And Florida among them. And, and I think it's, it's very likely that if Ron is in the rate running at that point, it'll be between him and Giuliani mm-hmm. after the South Carolina primary. I think Ron can easily carry all of the southern states. I think he can carry most of the western states. And it's going to be a close call by the time Giuliani's it comes to the got convention. Some, some tough things to sell to the Republican he Party. Does. He's he pro-choice. Yeah. Um, Ron Paul is a good, good, good Christian man. He's um, a Boy Scout from anybody's definition. You know, I mean, uh, it, he's just he's, there's nothing in his face of pediatrician. Um, so, you know, running against uh, Giuliani, uh, he's had the uh, you know all the, all the divorce scandals mm-hmm. and the wife mm-hmm. problems and all that kind of thing. The, the problem Giuliani has is that he's an image. He, he's, he's a manufactured image that's got a media presence. He's got charisma, but nobody's ever knocked him down and beat him around on issues, on mm-hmm. ideas. Right. 
Like yeah, Ron he, Paul can do. He can, and he will, as long as he's given the opportunity True. to. I've heard he's been invited to a, like a Larry King debate or something like that. Uh, he's going to be on Larry King Live. He's going to be in all the presidential debates if he's at least getting the attention, July. If he's getting the attention, he's going to make a splash, I think. And yeah. looking forward to covering the campaign as well and getting uh, Ron on the show maybe to ask a few questions because he and I uh, got a bone to pick with Ron about this whole immigration thing. But, uh, Bill, great having you on the program. Thank, Thank you, you for stopping by tonight. Appreciate we'll see it. you later on this weekend Super. here at the New Hampshire Liberty Forum. Hour number three is on the way. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the packet 8.net toll-free line for you. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. Once again, that number is 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features there, we give them away totally free. They're on us. That is, once again, freetalklive.com. Here, broadcasting live inside hour number three from the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, the very first ever. An incredible success. People are piling out of the uh, the ballroom right now as we speak. Yeah, there's so many. They're coming out so quick. You'd think the thing was on fire or uh, something. Well, I don't think it's on fire, but apparently Michael Badnarik did just set the room on fire. Uh, verbally a few moments ago, uh, Michael Hampton from HomelandStupidity.us just stopped by to give us the scoop. Uh, essentially, Michael Badnarik giving a speech uh, tonight here. I don't know what the speech was about. We've been out here doing the show the entire time. But one of the factors, I guess, towards the end was he actually... Now, Michael Badnarik, in case you don't know, the former presidential candidate for the Libertarian Party in 2004, 2004 right. has now given his endorsement, as I understand it, to Ron Paul, the Republican Liberty Caucus candidate for, uh, or soon-to-be candidate for president. In uh, 2008. In 2008. Which means that the, Liber- it's, you know, it's something like the Libertarian Party endo- endorsing the RLC. It's, it's not the Libertarian Party. No, it's, it's not, but it's, it's some- their candidate uh, yeah. from 2004, Michael Badnarik, certainly a man with uh, some, some name recognition. Yeah, absolutely. I just, um, got my, I just got my book signed by him. I'm happy to meet him. And hopefully... Hopefully we'll be able to pull him aside here in a few moments and maybe get him on uh, on Free Talk Live here in a little bit. Uh, but right now, still covering the uh, still covering the Liberty Forum. So much to do here. We uh, we've been here all day today. I got here bright and early at about 8 a.m. Set everything up. We had, of course, our friend Eric Scott from WKBK broadcasting this afternoon. There's been things going on here all day long. Just a ton of people, 250 people at least passing through here. It's got to be Milling more. about, um, networking, meeting one another, hanging out, eating dinner and lunch. And uh, it continues tomorrow. So much on the schedule. So much to do and see. Rob Campia from the Marijuana Policy Project. Christopher Gronsky from We the People. Jack Cole, Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. There's going to be a taxpayer activism panel, Second Amendment panel, the media panel. Panel, which I'll be sitting in on in the morning. What a surprise. Uh, John Stossel is, uh, is going to be giving the keynote address tomorrow night, and there's just so much to... And, of course, Ron Paul uh, on Sunday mm. as well, where we are expecting, according to Bill Westmiller, that he might be officially announcing his candidacy for president. So... This could be uh, quite a newsmaking weekend here. at least the exploratory committee. I'm, I'm confused I don't understand why you're confused about that. Bill Westmiller was just sitting across from you suggesting that the exploratory committee is already public knowledge. Why would he, call, why would he get up on stage and announce the exploratory I committee? I thought the exploratory sm- committee was announced accidentally early or something. No, I don't okay. think that's the case. We'll find out Sunday, and you will too if you're here at the New Hampshire Liberty Forum in Concord, New Hampshire, the very first ever. There are one-day passes available, so if you can only make it up for Saturday, uh, come on up and, uh, and enjoy yourself. Right now, uh, we're going to go to uh, the former deputy majority leader in the uh, in the House, Representative Fran Wendelbow, I believe it is. And Fran, you were here earlier today in one of the, That's the, the New panels. Hampshire House. That's the New Hampshire House. We're here in New Hampshire. Um, we were, you were here earlier today on the Working Together panel, were you not? 
I was. And what was I, that one? I unfortunately missed. I was trying to take a nap. But what was it that uh, went on on that panel? I heard that there was some uh, some cat fighting going on between you guys. I guess it was what two Republicans and two Democrats sitting in there. Or something it like it that? was. And you know, I, we we agree on probably eighty five percent of the issues, mm-hmm. but there are some core issues that we just don't agree on. And I was talking about the nanny state, how uh, the Democrats here think that government knows better what's best for the people. Uh, motorcycle helmets, seat belts, uh, smoking in restaurants. We just had the state oh, senate no. pass, you know, where you can't um, have smoking in any restaurant. And so the senate has passed that already this senate year? The senate did pass that. So it's going to the house then? It's going to the house. It passed the house the last time mm-hmm. and was stopped by oh, one boy. vote in the senate. Right, it was stopped in the senate. Well, this time it's made it through the senate and it doesn't look good. It does not. And, w- and I pointed out that it's the business owner's choice whether he will have smoking or non-smoking in his restaurant and it's As the it customer's right. choice whether they go to a restaurant that's smoking, smoking or non-smoking. I'm wondering if the Democrats want to pick the color of the, the business owner's curtains too. <laughs> I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, I mean, if you can tell me whether or not I can allow people to smoke in my business, can't you tell me what color my curtains can be? Well, they're going to tell McDonald's what kind of grease they can do the french fries in, and I bet Dunkin' Donuts is going to be not far behind with sugar. Uh, it's, it, when, when you start down this road, where does it stop? There is no end to uh, to this insanity. There's no doubt about it. What, were the, what was their response to you on, on, on the panel? How did they come back at you on that one? Well, he came back and started to, uh, one of the senators, the Democratic senator, came back lecturing how you people don't understand this is bad for the poor people who work there that they have to be exposed to smokers. And um, Once again, they're consenting. Right. And there, there were some cat calls back and forth, got a little heated. But, uh, you know, that's what New Hampshire's all about with a live free or die state. Mm-hmm. And uh, personal liberties, I think, what you're going to see greatly under attack with the Democratic majorities that we have now in the New Hampshire House. Now... Normally, when you uh, when you think about Republicans, uh, you think there's you think specific things uh, about conservatives, so-called, around the country. Republicans in New Hampshire are sort of a different breed, aren't they, Fran? They're very libertarian leaning. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do tend to be. I've I've noticed that since I've been here. In fact, not all of them, the, but yeah, I mean, they they get it a lot more than most Republicans seem to. Even some of the Democrats are are libertarian gun owners here in New Hampshire. It's just an incredible place to live. How long have you been here in the state? Are you a native or? Uh... I've been here almost thirty years. I see. Um, I, matter of fact, there was once a story I came out against Elizabeth Dole when she was running and came out with her um, position on guns, and mm-hmm. I was. Highly critical of her, and when the national media picked it up, they talked about Representative Fran Wendelba, who has a concealed carry permit and keeps a gun in her purse. From that point <laughs> forward, you, Fran. <laughs> from that point forward, when somebody saw me, the first thing that they looked at wasn't my clothing that I was wearing, but it was at what my purse looked yeah. like and how big it was. Kind of trying to figure out how big is that gun that's in there. Right. Doesn't really matter how big it is. No. No. How <laughs> well you can shoot it. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's a 22 short or a 45. Come on. Now, do you feel like, since we're talking guns, do you feel like uh, that now that we've got a Democratic majority here in uh, in the state of New Hampshire, and of course that's because the Republicans nationwide have lost their, they have no principles, and that's why they were replaced all over the place. So unfortunately, they did it right. To themselves. But unfortunately, that happened to our Republicans too. Right. Uh, do you feel like there might be some sort of an attack on gun uh, gun freedom here in New Hampshire coming soon, Fran, or will they just totally stay away from that? Uh, Senate Bill 44 they introduced, which would give um, the local police chiefs the right to decide if you're a terrorist-leaning person <laughs> that um, they could deny you a right to carry. You know, who decides who's a, a, a terrorist? The police chief, uh, apparently. Apparently he knows. Does that mean if you get up and complain at town meeting that you might be a terrorist, you know? Uh, th- they probably won't have to justify it. They'll probably just be able to label that uh, label you that way. That's unfortunate because here in New Hampshire, it's a, I believe they call it a shall issue state, correct? Where you essentially you apply for the permit 
and then it's it's given to you basically. You know? Unless you have a record, they do a, a record check, and, and then they lose it. Um, but yes, you have a right to carry. It's not we're not as good as Vermont, where everybody has a right, no matter what, to What's carry. What's it going to take to get to that? Um, well, we've tried it, but we haven't had a success. And with the Democratic majorities we have now, it's it's not likely to pass. So I've got a question about that, Fran. Um, now, in Vermont, even ex-convicts can carry? Anybody can carry in Vermont. That is fantastic. You know, Because so, that's, that's how it is for me. I'm an ex-con, and I can't defend my house. Should I put up a little sign that says, ex-con, not defending house? Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it, to me, it's such a terrible thing. I mean... I, I've, I've never served been your time. You're you're back out, and you're a different person today. Why should you be prevented right, well, from if I, protecting yourself? If I wrote yourself? some bad checks, would that somehow? I mean, you know, you can very well get a felony for writing bad checks. Does that preclude me from carrying a uh, um, a weapon? It shouldn't. I don't know. It's twenty years silly. later, when you've been a model citizen ever since. It's 18, yeah. 18 and a half years later. Yeah. All right, Fran, I'm going to test your libertarian legs here. Uh oh. Drug legalization. What do you think? You're not going to agree with me on that one. <laughs> Give it to me. What do you What do you have to say about it? I'm a very law enforcement oriented person, and I do not. This is one of the areas mm-hmm. where the um, the Free Staters and the Libertarian Party and I disagree now on our drug laws. When you say you're law enforcement orient, uh, oriented, what do you mean? Uh, well, I'm a former police officer, so you get. It's been some time, though. Has it? Oh, it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't you say, though, as a former police officer, that uh, the war on drugs hurts more people than it helps? It does, and there are a lot of people in our prisons that are in there for substance abuse problems, and I think we need to look differently at how we deal with that um, as far as treatment. That, um, that would certainly be a step in the right direction, and uh, also it would seem to me that as somebody who supports law enforcement, you'd understand that there's a, a huge segment of the population out there, Fran, that uh, would like to support law enforcement, but they feel like they're threatened by law enforcement by virtue of the fact that they might have a joint in their, uh, you know, in their back pocket or something like that, and they could possibly be spending uh, a few years in prison over that. I think that if we would uh, legalize marijuana and then maybe move in a, a direction towards maybe legalizing more drugs, what you'd see is a shift in the population in that they'd have more respect for the police. You'd see, I think, uh, less uh, police being called names and that sort of thing because they wouldn't have anything to be afraid of from them. They wouldn't get the uh, the rush of adrenaline that they get when a police officer pulls behind them because they wouldn't have anything to hide anymore. And I think it'd, be a, it'd go a long way towards restoring freedom. More on the way, Free Talk Live. All right, this is Free Talk Live, the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, first annual. It's just an incredible event here at the Holiday Inn uh, on Main Street in Concord, New Hampshire. 250, 300 people here. Just an amazing event. Lots of libertarian superstars, if you will. Michael Badnarik here uh, tonight giving a speech. He just wrapped that up. We're going to try to pull him over here at some point before the end of the show tonight. Of course, taking your calls about whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. You can, of course, join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site are totally free. And that does include the bulletin board system, the Shrine of Female listeners as well. But we do ask that you voluntarily support the show by purchasing some stuff over at store.freetalklive.com. At store.freetalklive.com, you get access to uh, Free Talk Live merchandise. Of course, our bumper stickers are free. And we're giving those out here this weekend, Yeah, we've got a big way. stack of them here. Uh, people have been uh, helping, them, helping themselves to them, which is excellent. Yeah, they're going quick. And uh, they're free online at store.freetalklive.com. Plus, we've got Free Talk Live t-shirts, hats, uh, classic archive DVD collector sets, and uh, the Free Marketeer flag. You definitely want to check it out, store.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones, to the fun. John in New Hampshire, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, John. Hi, guys. Uh... I'll make it up there tomorrow, but I thought in the meantime I'd give you an update from just 15 minutes over the border here. 
down at the southern end of 93. Okay, what's Dr. going on? Dr. Ron Paul is in the state. You, he, you he spoke over at the uh, Derry Taxpayers Association. Oh, yeah, he's making his rounds I, in New Hampshire. I'm so happy to see that. Uh, he mentioned that he was here to see if there was any support. And was there? an exploratory committee. And I told him that originally I was thinking that uh, I was hoping that he would find that support, and I changed that to him, hoping that the support will find him because he doesn't get a lot of media attention. How was the uh, the turnout at the event tonight? Uh, there were about 20 of us in the room uh, in a in a small uh, community center. Would you say that the, probably... Would you say that of the 20 people, that uh, the majority of them were clear Ron Paul supporters, or were they uh, questioning him? Were they uh, curious? What was their status? Well, this is the great thing about New Hampshire. Uh, I think that a lot of people go to these things just to try to learn something. Mm -hmm. And um, I was the very clear supporter. I, t I told him that he's the only person that I could imagine in either of the major two parties that I could vote for. Um, uh, he mentioned that, you know, some of us will have minor disagreements, and I told him that, I, you know, I have one disagreement I can think of, and I won't mention it publicly. Uh, uh, I'll mention my support publicly and talk about the disagreement privately. To say, you know, um, to say that you've got a presidential candidate that you only have one disagreement with is an incredible statement. I mean, normally you hate them all, and there may be one thing you agree with one of them on. So it's like the yeah, complete you opposite. To, you try to find the least of the bad. Uh, this guy's fantastic. He talks sense. He talks about the Constitution. Um, and he even talked about private currency, which inspired me to take a Liberty Dollar and make my first uh, contribution to him. And, and he asked me if I was certain if I wanted to give him that because the price of silver had just gone up today. Yeah. <laughs> I said, absolutely, that's for you, my friend. Fantastic. So we're going to see you out here tomorrow. What time are you getting here, John? Well, I'm not sure what time I'm getting there, but I'm scheduled to be uh, at the Alternative Expo uh, from uh, 10 to midnight. Are so you speaking? Be, or playing uh, I'm music? Be playing some music. Very cool, very cool. Now, and, uh, John is uh, a talented I, I plan guitarist. I'm getting there a little earlier, but uh, we'll see what well, happens. Well, if you can get there early, get here by 10:30, because I'm going to be on the media panel at 10:30 in the morning, and uh, it's a good good excuse to get here early and, and get active. I'm glad you told me that. There's so much going on. We'll see you tomorrow, John. Thanks for the call. Have Appreciate hearing evening. from you. 800-259-9231. As you know, uh, if you've been listening tonight, Ron Paul exploring possible presidential candidate uh, candidacy. He may be announcing that officially over the weekend here at the Liberty Forum. If Looking very here, likely. If you're here, this could be a uh, this could be quite. I mean, it already is a historical event, but it could be even more so by the time the weekend is over. We've already got Michael Badnarik, the former Libertarian presidential candidate, endorsing Ron Paul for uh, for his presidential candidacy. That just happened tonight. That's breaking news. The fervor is really whipped up here um, for you know the whole presidential campaign going on and and Ron Paul coming in and Michael Badnarik being here. I, it, it's exciting. There's even more going on though um, with just some of the attendees here at the show, and we've just been pulling interesting people over here as they've sort of been approaching the table uh, with us. Us right now is Justin Holmes, and Justin, you've been here. Uh, there are some other people that have been here this weekend, sort of promoting what they've been doing uh, in their personal lives, some of the the terrible things that government has uh, has been doing to them. And you've just given us a, a briefing on your situation. Who are you, and uh, and why are uh, what's going on with you in your life? Well, I'm a student at SUNY New Paltz in New Paltz, New York, and uh, I've recently been involved in litigation against the state of New York after a series of actions were taken against me following a student government election. Uh, I told a gentleman named Wayne about my story just now uh, during the Badneric dinner, and he suggested that I come over and talk to you folks that you might be interested in it. Okay. Uh, 
So uh, <clears throat> what happened was uh, myself uh, and uh, the president of the student government last year decided we were going to make another run at student government, this time uh, with me as president and he as vice president. Okay. Um, our, our platform, uh, as you know, college campus platforms go, I don't think was all that radical. Uh, we pitched ourselves as uh, PPPLs, progressive, pacifist, practical libertarians. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> you know, we're uh, we're uh, very interested in drug policy reform, and also interested in uh, raising debate on a variety of other issues that, uh, for one reason or, or another, uh, caught the attention, in, uh, apparently in a negative way, of the administration at our school. Um, you know, we uh, found that we had a formula wherein we were quite effective at raising issues on our campus uh, through a mix of uh, technology, outreach to the faculty, and, uh, you know, plain traditional uh, taking to the streets or the concourses sure. in this case. Uh, so we... Uh, so somebody got angry. What happened? Right. So you, well, you were just engaging in discussion, and it, upsets the, and it upset the staff. Oh, immensely. Or the administration. Or I would say it, it seems to have upset only really one or two members at the highest level of the administration. First, they tried to stop us from winning the election. They uh, put in substantial effort uh, into actually using uh, state personnel to campaign against us. Uh, fortunately, wow. we were able to get the word out, uh, and there's been court testimony to that effect by some of the officials involved. Now, hmm. uh, we, we uh, you know, we were able to get the word out about that using Facebook and using our website at wikipulse.com, which is kind of like a you know a Wikipedia but for mm -hmm. new pulse. Uh, that uh, it was really one of the main things that I think that irked the administration because we started uh, you know putting information about policies and about individual administrators on Wikipulse. Would, would you say um, that uh, that the internet I and mean, you just mentioned two different web web outreach uh, essentially. Um, venues. Would you say the internet has completely changed what would have normally happened in this situation? I mean, would you have been essentially silenced without the internet? Uh, unequivocally, I would say the answer to that question is yes. <laughs> so what happened? You're filing a lawsuit as a result of this? Well, what happened was the day that we found that we won the election, the administration began pressing charges. They pressed a total. What? They pressed a total of 14 charges against myself and and four uh, senior members what of my of campaign charges? staff. Well, the one that they made stick was a charge of harassment. They claimed that we surrounded an administrator, we uh, screamed at her and prevented her from getting into a meeting, a regularly scheduled meeting. Uh, what they didn't know is that I always carry my Canon PowerShot S2IS with me, and I caught the incident on video. And uh, there, you know, uh, we now have incontrovertible evidence that they filed. You didn't prevent her from going anywhere. Didn't prevent her from going anywhere. None of the actions described in her police report, in fact, are accurate. And she filed two different documents uh, uh, under penalty of perjury. And uh, it seems quite clear to me, and I think that uh, you know, qu quite clear by any common sense standard, uh, after viewing the video, that uh, that those reports are in fact false. So we wow. posted we posted those videos on WikiPulse. Shortly thereafter, uh, our offices were raided twice, and on one occasion... Holy crap. They uh, wanted the video. The office was raided. Well, I think the video was already online. They knew they weren't going to get their hands on that. But what they did do was, uh, was to raid our office at 6.15 in the morning uh, on a night when I had spent the night there, which I did probably about 10 or 15 times throughout the year on particularly busy occasions. If you don't mind, I'd like you to tell me a little bit more about the raid when we come back. All right, hang sure, on. Sure, no problem. 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number here at the New Hampshire Liberty Forum. We want to see you out here this weekend. This is your show. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. And you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. 
That is the packet. 8.net toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are totally free, so do enjoy those. They're on us, and that includes live streams, a broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version, though tonight things are a little bit different, and uh, tomorrow night things will continue to be different. We're here at this hotel. The Internet connectivity is a little bit limited, so we are not airing the dial-up stream this evening, and we have reduced... The quality of the broadband stream to 32 kilobits per second down from 56. So bear with us as we continue through the remote broadcast here at the New Hampshire Liberty Forum. Somewhere we want to see you. We've met a lot of our listeners so far here this weekend, Mark, and I'm sure we're going to meet some more uh, tomorrow. Very excited to be here. Of course, lots of uh, libertarian types to speak to. And uh, also attendees with interesting stories, including uh, Justin Holmes, who's here. He goes to school in New York State. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry you have to spend any time in New York State. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, you've experienced the Empire State at, at its worst, in, in, at least as far as college campuses are concerned. Um, essentially, just to, to recap your story so far, you were running for student president. You and, uh, and a friend of yours also, I guess, running for vice president. And you guys really stirred it up as libertarian candidates. You, uh, you were getting some attention. And apparently the powers that be in the school didn't want that to happen. So they were doing whatever they could to harass you, essentially. And after you won the election, they filed charges against you. That's correct. Uh, one of them stuck a, a charge of harassment. They alleged that you had harassed uh, or, I guess, prevented one of the staff members at the school from going to a certain location, whereas, in fact, you actually had a video camera on hand at the time. You recorded the session and uh, the, the situation, and their claims just don't hold water. So you're filing a countersuit? Well, uh what happened shortly after that incident was that the, they, uh, they raided our office at about 6.10 in the morning. They placed me in handcuffs and uh, took me away out of my office for possession of what they ca- said was a stolen sleeping bag. Uh, it was one of about 13 sleeping bags that had been moved about 100 feet down a hallway from a storage closet to the offices uh, by a member of my staff. I knew that they had been moved. I had no idea they were stolen. To my knowledge, they've still never put forth any evidence uh, to whom the, this sleeping bag belonged. Uh, but, uh, <clears throat> you know, so, so at that point, I think it, it started to become clear to the community in New Paltz that uh, they were set on getting us kicked out of school by any means necessary. Huh. And, uh, you know, I mean, as much, as, uh, as much distaste as I have for our government and the Empire State, I do, uh, I do really love where I live, and I love New Paltz, and I feel no less at home there than I ever have. Uh, what happened was we filed, they, they eventually, uh, they, they, after the video emerged, they realized that they couldn't kick us off campus for harassment. So they, were, they said they were able to kick us off campus for seriously annoying an administrator. <laughs> So <laughs> well, we can't get you for, your, for harassments, but we will get you for seriously well, annoying people. And as a matter of fact, the harassment statute on campus uh, lists seriously annoying a member of the college community wow. as uh, as harassment. So, so harassment is seriously annoying, but seriously anno- annoying is not harassment. Uh, I, you know, it, it's a lesser included offense. It, it's included in the harassment statute. <laughs> that's right. The, however, however, and and here's another twist. They they the document that they gave us told us that the committee that heard the case found that we threatened the health and safety of a member of the college community, when in fact the committee never made such a finding. As I mentioned, they found that we seriously annoyed a member of the college Mm -hmm. community. We didn't find that out until a few weeks later when we filed a lawsuit in the Northern District, New York State Federal Court, alleging that our 14th Amendment rights to due process had been violated throughout the course of the the, uh, committee process. Uh, I mean, we, you know, the violations occurred uh, on uh, what we we felt uh, were on at least eight different uh, uh, eight different bases, which we outlined in an appeal, and several others that were outside the scope of that appeal. Uh, so, 
it it took uh, quite a long time. It took uh, over 160 days, but finally, uh, federal judge Lawrence Kahn issued a preliminary injunction ordering the administration to reinstate us on wow. the 4th of January. So it, it was. So uh, you're back now. So we are back now. Uh, and are you stirring it up again? Well, you know, uh, we got back onto the campus and, and we decided uh, that we didn't want to uh, continue uh, in the presidency. Hmm. And the vice presidency, because oh, so you uh, got back and you were still president. At well, that time. Sure. I, I, you know, like I, I could have taken back the position, and it was something that you know we decided it was uh, that our interim replacements had been doing a very good job and calling for a lot of the same reforms we had, and we also felt that uh, you know that we wanted to sort of really raise the scope of the discussion to uh, to think seriously about what technology means on a college campus and what technology means uh, for freedom activism. Uh, one thing that's notable about this case is that there were actual criminal charges pressed yeah, against us incredible. by the administration. And I was actually convicted in New York State of harassment in the second degree, not on the basis of anything contained in a complaint, but because I carried a video, sent an email to this administrator asking her to cease and desist using state resources to influence a student election, and subsequently carried a camera in her presence, a judge found that those two acts amounted to a course of conduct, as that phrase is defined in New York State law, oh, man. and actually convicted me of harassment uh, on that basis. And this has serious implications for those sure of us that, that like to use technology to expose government corruption. Uh, and, and you know, I, I hope that uh, I hope that your listeners don't take my word for any of this. You can read uh, all of the court decisions, all of the website? pertinent documents, and uh, you can see all of the videos that I've referenced that uh, at wikipaltz.com. It's w i w i k i p a l t z dot com, or you can go to my blog, which is this is your brain on new paltz at blog.justinholmes.com. Now, Justin, what brings you to? Um to the Liberty Forum this weekend. Well, you know, I mean, traditionally my views have been somewhat to the left. I've, you know, I'm I'm sort of a progressive leaning libertarian or libertarian leaning progressive. Uh, but uh, a libertarian club has sprung up at our campus that's really doing some great work. Uh, our my fellow activists Igor Gambitsky and Rachel John are at my side here, mm. and uh, they're listening in. And uh, you know, there's really a discussion going on at New Paltz, which is uh, traditionally considered to be a sort of radical left place, on uh, on what the role of government should be. Mm -hmm. And it's a discussion that I'm hoping is cropping up on college campuses everywhere and starting to make people that traditionally lean one way or the other with regard to government, either favoring social freedom or favoring economic freedom, start to consider uh, the implications of the alternative view and that perhaps we really need to uh, think seriously about scaling back the role of, of government in its entirety. Absolutely. I totally agree with uh, getting the government out of our lives as much as possible. But why the Liberty Forum? What brought you here? Um, again, I mean, there were members of the uh, Libertarian Club that uh, that were coming, and they said, you know, come on, come, come on, along, come along. And I, you know, and I, th you know, Ron Paul is certainly one of my favorite uh, my favorite members of Congress. His speech on the floor of the House, uh, I think it was a week ago Wednesday, uh, on the war, really inspired me. And uh, you know, I, I feel uh, I I feel somewhat uh, somewhat at home amongst uh, you know uh, the sort of intellectual libertarian crowd, although I may not agree entirely in politics. I, I have there's few few crowds with whom I agree more. So it's uh, right on. So I mean, so far have you been enjoying the uh, the, the 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 forum? Yeah, it's been it's been really quite inspirational. Michael Badnerick's speech just now, uh, you know, I think uh, you know really got a lot of people fired up, and, and uh, hopefully it, w it seems to have been a very effective prequel for what I can only imagine is, is going to be quite a momentous occasion when Dr. Paul arrives and uh, speaks to us here on Sunday, and of course we've got John Stossel coming to speak to us tomorrow night. Although I'm not sure I'll be able to attend that portion. It's going to be uh, an incredible event, and uh, Justin, uh, thank you for stopping in uh, this evening and telling your story. We really appreciate hearing from you. Thank you very much for having me as a guest.
and I'll be uh, listening into your show uh, from now on. I Great. Hope. Thank Enjoy. you. And, and grab a bumper stick if you like those sorts of things. We appreciate it. Will do. 800-259-9231. That's the toll-free number. Uh, still just a few moments remaining and still enough time for your call if you make it now. 1-800-259-9231. As the president of the Free State Project sits in and uh, joins us. And one of my bowling partners. On microphone number three. Although a he's bad got, one at best. <laughs> but you beat me. Uh, and you know what? Uh, I didn't see you there this uh, last weekend. Barry. No, I was not there. You have to work and things like that, though, don't well, you? Yeah, it's a, you know, I do. Right. Not only are you the president of the Free State Project, but you're also uh, a pilot by uh, day and night. Yes. And uh, so that's why you're a busy guy, because what does that mean? You have to go and work three weeks in a row or something, and you get a couple weeks off? Or my, something like yeah, that? my usual schedule is like that, two to three weeks on and a couple weeks off, roughly. Um, and, and, and I like to do that because I get all the work done all at once, and then I, you know, it's like almost vacation every month. Yeah, it's right? like vacation every single month. Yeah. And so Varen, of course, uh, is also another uh, one of us who lives in the Keene, New Hampshire area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and again, the president of the Free State Project. Going to talk about the Liberty Forum, obviously, with you here, Varen. Sure. And uh, what's going on today, what's going on tomorrow, what are some of the things that you're most excited about here as the president of the FSP. We'll get into all that here in moments. And if you've got a, a question for Varen Swearingen, he is the president of the Free State Project, 800 259-9231. You better get your call in now because only moments remain on this, the live Liberty Forum edition of Free Talk Live. More on the way. You take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but just enough time for your call if you make it now. 1-800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll free line for you. 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are totally free, though we do ask that you voluntarily support the show by buying some stuff over at amazon.freetalklive.com. Whenever you need to buy something in life, whether it be a, a hot new book or DVD or a new piece of clothing, um, furniture, electronics, I mean, they, they have virtually everything. Amazon.freetalklive.com, and you can feel good, not only because you're getting a good deal, probably getting free Super Saver shipping as well, but also because a percentage of your sale goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you order through Amazon.freetalklive.com. And do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? Well, SACL CAI does collections, and they do it in a whole new way. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI, check out their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. That's 1-800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. We're here at the New Hampshire Liberty Forum as Mark yanks his uh, headphones out of their jack. Here enjoying the forum, and it's just been an incredible uh, time so far. The first day, it's just begun, though. And things have just barely begun at this point. There were only a, a handful of uh, seminars, and there, I don't think there was even a panel discussion today, was there? Yeah, there was one. There was one. You can barely move in here, and this is the slow day. Yeah, things, yeah. things are just getting started. Tomorrow, it's packed full of things to do. There are three things to choose from at any given point in time, pretty much, uh, tomorrow. And it's going to be very difficult to decide which one to go and do. So that's why... Very Aaron Swearingen is here, the president of the Free State Project, to give us some suggestions as to, uh, first of all, what should we be doing tomorrow, Varen? Uh, what are your some of the things you're interested in seeing? And then also, um, what what did you enjoy the most about today? You can answer those in any order you choose. Man, you, that is the hardest question you could possibly ask me. The whole thing has been great so far. It really has. Uh, sickeningly great. It's it's uh, it's 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 utopia. And then there was your speech. <laughs> and then there was me. That's right. Yeah, there's great speakers here and mediocre ones like me. Um, 
you know, and we started off with Gardner Goldsmith. We had Jim Babka from Downsize DC. It's you know, it's an all-star lineup. If you care about freedom, you've heard of a lot of these people probably. You've heard them on our show. <laughs> if you in listen fact, to Free Talk Live, you've you, heard yeah, these people. You, exactly. <laughs> and you, yeah, your listeners are very familiar with Downsize DC. I sure. love Jim Babka. We've been friends for years. And it was Gardner, a pleasure, we had pleasure, pleasure to introduce him today. Uh, tomorrow we've got a great lineup, and and there is no way I can tell you what to do. It's just what insane. are you going to do, Karen? Well, I'm going to do what I have to do because I'm hired to do a job. Uh, I've got to introduce uh, the two people from the think tanks that are so influential that we have been very fortunate to get here, the Cato Institute and the Reason Foundation. Both of them have sent people to speak to us, one about real ID, the other one giving us proven tools. This is practical, rubber meets the road stuff, proven, okay. proven tools to shrink budgets. And, and Reason, it's interesting. because Reason like elected libertarians? Local? This is, yeah, any level. And Reason's interesting. They, they don't just write public policy reports. They work with legislatures, executives, etc., etc., to implement uh, strategies. And Jeff Siegel, who's going to speak tomorrow, specifically focuses on budgets and, quite frankly, shrinking them. Mm-hmm. Now, that's, that's kind of thing. interesting to yeah. us, right? And, Wait, can you uh, imagine somebody involved in politics that's interested in shrinking budgets? Yeah, is that cool or what? Right on. And, uh, and, and these are practical, proven strategies. He, he, was, he was, I won't tell you where yet. You'll have to come tomorrow to find out where he was this week working on stuff like okay. that. Mm. But it was warmer nice than teaser. here. It was warmer than here. I'll give you that much. And, oh, it's uh, plenty warm in this hotel. <laughs> yes, it, actually it is. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen the outside of it. The welcome is so warm, I've forgotten about the weather. Um, you know, and then later in the day, shoot, you got jobs and info for people who are going to move. Um, people are really concerned about that. I mean, as a, as really, the big, really big. concerned. As the president of the Free State Project, I mean, uh, this is probably something you come across a number of. I mean, I know you got a bunch of emails. I'm sure this oh, is yeah. something that people address with you, and people have mentioned it to us. I mean, they say, Mark and Ian, you guys have it easy. You've got a radio show. You can pick it up and you can move yeah. it anywhere. But I've got a job. I mean, what do I do about getting a job in New Hampshire? How easy is it? What sort of things we're going to? I guess they're going to be exploring the uh, the networks that we have in place yeah, and yeah. the uh, the different. Uh, at things that people can access to help them out with this? Sure. And the beauty of the Free State Project is it, it kind of takes all types. Unfortunately, I'm like you. I brought mine with me. Um, I didn't. I haven't done anything different work-wise, so I, I am not the guy to ask about, oh, what's the job scene like? But we do have people who specialize in that, and they are here to present the, the uh, job and info uh, session for people who are going to move so that they can figure out where am I going to live, where am I going to work, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, give them tools for that, and that's really what we're after. You know, my experience is I've had a, uh, you know, my wife had to get a job when she got here, uh-huh. and, um, you know, I've had a, a friend who moved here, and had he had to get a job, and... You know, as long as you're willing to, you know, take, be flexible, you can get a job right away. That's true. Absolutely. They, they both got jobs within the week they started looking. Yeah. It's getting the job that you want. And if you're looking for yeah. a specific industry, you know, if you're going to get picky, that's true anywhere. If you're yeah. going to get picky, it's going to take Not a lot time. of astronauts in uh, New Hampshire. Yeah, not too many. There's probably one more in Mojave, right? So, um, <laughs> What else is coming up tomorrow? we got Aaron? Joe McQuaid of the union leader. The, you know, the media people that are showing up, and you guys are a part of this, and I'm really glad you're here. We had uh, another radio station, Eric Scott from Eric WK, Scott? Uh, yeah. local guy in Keene. He showed up to broadcast live here. Um, of course, we got John Stossel. We also have Joe McQuaid of the union leader. And, uh, He's so very friendly towards the Free State Project, right? He is. He, um, well, the Union Leader is a, is a very freedom-friendly newspaper, and so it's appropriate that we have him here um, to speak to us because he's, as media goes, he's a friendly guy, as big newspapers go. Sure. So that's exciting. Taxpayer activism. Um, it, 
it, look, it's just a nonstop thing, and it caps off tomorrow night with John Stossel, which I can't tell you how exciting that is. Are, is there is there some way we can get him on the show? Like maybe after the speech? Oh or something? man, I don't know. See if you can pull some strings. I'll, for us, I'll, right? I'll yank. I'll see what I can do. But you know what? I, it's like I don't have any strings to pull. Mm. I, I may be the president, but I've got about zero. Like this is I've passed this off, and that's part of my strategy. I, I, I find a ball and I give it to somebody, and they run with it. And they they ran all the way to the end zone with this. They thing. did a really great job. They ran this. all the way out the end. Dennis uh, Goddard and Irina, and Irina Goddard, Irina, yeah. just a couple a powerhouse couple that uh, put this event together almost single-handedly. Uh, they did a fantastic well, they job. They built a team. They built a team. There's an incredible amount of volunteers oh, around here. It's amazing. Yeah. So tomorrow, John Stossel. Sunday, Ron Sunday. Paul. And tomorrow night, by the way, there's uh, at the same time, this is ridiculous, at the same time, Marijuana Policy Project is having a reception. And Ron Paul, this is not Free State Project stuff okay. or part of this event per se, but Ron Paul at the same time is having a reception. And Sunday, Ron Paul comes to speak here at the Liberty Forum. So you have a choice between pot or Paul tomorrow night. Pot or Paul, take your pick. Right, that's a tough choice. And I think and I think Stossel may may show up at the uh, MPP reception. By Ooh. the way, mm. think about Very that for a minute. Yeah. Very cool. Now, of course, uh, a lot of the uh, the free staters uh, enjoy uh, imbibing a little bit of alcohol. I expect people are probably going to be enjoying themselves here uh, this weekend. I've seen a couple of lowball glasses go by. Lo- so what are those? The, the the short ones. Oh, okay. I got you. Mine had water in it. Mine does. <laughs> I drink I've water. Seen, I, I'm not identifying the ones with water in them. People, I know there's uh, there's also just unofficial things happening here uh, this weekend. There's a variety of get-togethers happening uh, oh, late yeah. night. Uh, yep. Different people are sort of organizing spontaneously their own little shindigs here in the hotel. Oh, and, sure. Uh, as libertarians tend to do, they tend to take the ball and, and run with it. And, there are parties and cre- everywhere tonight. Yep, and create their own thing. And then, in fact, I believe there are parties off-site, in fact, right? Yeah. Is that tomorrow night? I, I think the to- tomorrow night's the, the, the big off-site right, party. Right. Yeah. So there's lots to do. There's uh, sort of things circulating around here, things you can pick up on. It's very cool, very exciting. Uh, yeah, and also tomorrow morning, before Ron Paul, which is the exciting thing, we have the Made the Move panel. And once again, I am presenting there because I am one of the guys that has made the move. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, uh, there's obviously, uh, we've made the move um, for the Free State Project also. And many of our listeners have families. Yes. And you you have a family. You have two beautiful children. Um, and we, neither Ian and I do yeah T- um tell me about I, I don't know tell me about your experience moving um having a family uh you know keen keen how family friendly is it that kind of thing yeah love keen um in fact that was that was part of what got me here in the first place you know we toured around new hampshire and we found keen and we went aha here's the place keen is super 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 family friendly it's a great town new hampshire in general is family friendly it has been rated one of the top states in the nation for families and my family uh, having made this move, has loved it. My kids are five and six, mm-hmm. and they have a great time here. And so, you know, I mean, I, I guess my my uh, my experience is for families, this is a great thing to do. Not just for single people, not just for, you know, uh, the one guy or the couple, or not just for the retirees. We have some of those, too. But if you have a family, there are tons of families who have moved here. What better place to raise your kids than yeah. in the freest place uh, it in It really seems, uh, you know, I, I don't know about all of New Hampshire, but I, you know, I go around Keene, and it is just full of families, especially it compared is. to Sarasota, well, plus, from I mean, where Varen, we're from. Varen's a homeschooler. Absolutely. And, and there are you tons. come from California. I mean, yeah. there's a lot more regulation out there, isn't there? Um, it's interesting because there both is and there isn't. Um, and that's a complicated topic I don't want to get into right now. But um, but homeschooling is legal here. There are some rules here, but they've been reduced by the work of, uh, actually, Free State Project participants, believe it or not. Yep. Which is exciting, and they live not near, uh, not too far from Keene, and we get That's together right. on a regular basis. You know, the homeschoolers. Uh, the so you have a Free State Project member homeschooler organization. 
Kind of. I would call that informal. But, you know, yeah. their kids babysit my kids. There's our older. It's that kind of thing. You know, right. we're friends. We've all moved here, and we're friends, and we hang out, and, and the families get together, and we have a good time. And, and even Mark, you know, we invited you over for Thanksgiving dinner and mm-hmm. had a great time. And it's one of the ways that we can share in this whole migration experience together and make it better for everybody. And the camaraderie. camaraderie that, you know, camaraderie. what I thinking? It's just incredible here, and uh, the, the atmosphere here at the New Hampshire Liberty Forum is fantastic. It's going to continue on throughout the weekend. We hope to see you coming up here to Concord, New Hampshire. Hampshire and the Holiday Inn. Varen, thanks for coming on the show tonight. Pleasure. Sir. And uh, Mark, thank you for being here. As well, always. thanks. And uh, you enjoy your evening. I'll enjoy mine. We'll be back tomorrow night for the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live, live from the New Hampshire Liberty Forum. First annual. See you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, at freetalklive.com. Do you feel like you should be free to live your life however you want? So long as you're actually so harmony.